0: Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast Episode um, 18. We're going to get into the episode soon with Mark. I'm really excited that Mark made it on the show. Mark's actually been a pretty big deal um, in my life the last six months. He works at a a HIT studio. HIT basically stands for High Intensity Interval Training. Um. And I've been really obsessed with going to these types of classes the last six months, and I feel like I'm in really great shape now. I've always been in pretty good shape, I guess, but these classes have really helped out a lot, and Mark is super cool. He works over at um, which has become my favorite um, studio or hit studio the last uh, six months, so I'm really excited to have him on the show. I did want to talk a little bit about you know what the show's about for those new listeners. Again, it's about creating conversations... And creating more creativity. I know that sounds like a huge mountain to climb for a podcast, but I do believe, as one of my cats, Leo, is making his way into the studio to say hello. Leo, come on, relax. Um, I do believe, I want you to think about something. Our free time. What are you doing in your free time? Are you having conversations? Are you reading Looking at a movie that's, you know, inspiring Or are you staring at your phone? Are you staring at Instagram and scrolling and looking at meaningless photos Pretty much during your free time And that's just something that I've really been thinking a lot about lately Um, About our culture, how we spend our free time Um, I've, I've, as you can probably tell by the sound of my voice uh, I've got a bit of a cold So uh, I've had a lot of free time the last uh, five, six, seven days um, I have been one of my goals this year was to read 50 books. I, I don't know if that's going to be possible because I'm now back to writing music, but in my free time the last week, I finished reading the book Tweety, who is about Jeff Tweedy, the singer-songwriter from uh, the band Wilco. I also finished reading Mark Marin's uh, memoir, and he actually is the creator of uh, What the Fuck Podcast?" And he's an actor, writer, and he, uh, he's in glow. I'm also reading a book right now called The Four, which is about Facebook, Facebook, Google, Amazon, and Apple and the impact they're having on our culture. And um, the other thing I did this past couple of days in my free time is I watched the movie Beautiful Boy with Steve Carell. It's the movie based on the memoir um, Nick Sheff, and I for- suddenly I forgot his dad's name. But anyway, it's about a man whose son is addicted. It's a true story about a son who's addicted to um Meth, uh, crystal meth, and it's a really amazing film. And Steve Carell is really does an amazing job. And the and his son, Tim, gosh, I suddenly forget his last name, but he's an incredible actor. I really suggest the film. So the reason I'm bringing all this up is, I think our free time is so valuable right now, and the podcast has really inspired me because I'm allowed to sit down with people and talk for two hours and get to know them. And I'm using that time, that time I'm connecting with somebody. Um, I'm thinking about them and their perspective and we're having an engaging conversation. And I think it's really making me aware of the power of conversation and how it can really be inspiring. And I think all these things that we used to do in our free time—be it reading, writing, talking to people—all of that time is now getting spent by a lot of us by just staring or scrolling at Instagram. So, um, it's just food for thought. Um, I thought I should share some things that I'm I'm reading and doing right now. i have been actually we're only two weeks into the year, and I've already uh, written three new songs um, over the last couple of weeks. I've got a friend Cameron up in Portland who's going to be doing some guitar on a couple of the songs and my goal is to try and release a couple of these songs in the next couple months so we'll see how that goes but um anyway just really i don't want you to hear my good the good news is the interview that i did with mark uh, i did not have the cold as of yet so you will not hear me speaking with lots of uh this nasally voice throughout the interview just for these uh, first few minutes so um thanks again for listening just wanted to sort of intro the show uh, Mark Mulcahy is his name he works over at Trading mate. he's also an event manager or event planner in LA um, and it's a really really great interview so I hope you enjoy it uh, thanks as always for listening to the downward facing spiritual spiral podcast episode 18 i am your host eddie cohn and as always thanks so much for listening um please if you uh dig what you're listening to um, spread the word write a review on itunes share it with your friends and i'm really excited so on to this week's episode episode 18 now that i've gotten all the um admin information out of the way so i'm really excited first of all mark how do i pronounce your last name uh it's mol one more time
1: yeah
0: mol kahi
1: perfect perfect perfect
0: sound- I have a, a case of the Mulcahis.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you, I used to break it down, you know, Mul as in goal, car as in voom, and he as in not she. Okay. And I got bullied by my friends. They were like, that does not make sense. But yeah,
0: Mulcahi. Mulcahi. Sure. Hmm. Well, I wish I could say that uh, we traveled internationally to do this interview because of your accent. Obviously, it would sound like I'm not in America right now. Right. But we are still in Los Angeles. Um I'm really excited, Mark. You're on the show. Thanks. Thank you for having me. So, every week, uh, I, I'm wondering how to start this this episode. Every week, I have people on that I that I really look up to, um, that cool, I tasty. that I admire, and that, unfortunately, that's not the case this week. So <laughs> the. Uh, um, the, the, West, the West Hollywood Chamber of Commerce has has been listening to the show. Oh, good. And they they uh, it's really annoying because they reached out to me and they said, why don't you have any gay guys on the show already? I mean, come on. Right. You yeah. have to represent.
1: Sure. So they've
0: been bothering me like the last three weeks. Wow. And I was sort of apprehensive. Um, but then I did some research. And this podcast is about Instagram. And I found out that um, women... Teenagers or teenagers, female teenagers are the highest, they, they look at Instagram the most more than anybody. Sure. The second most the second the, the, the group that watch or looks at Instagram the most after that
1: Drum are
0: gay men in their thirties. So
1: right. Perfect. So,
0: so I thought, I definitely need to have you on the show. Well,
1: thank you. <laughs> Early thirties, gay man. Yeah.
0: They consume Instagram more than anybody. So um, I need to do a little backstory here, just to tell you why I ha- to tell everybody why I have you on the show. First of all, and I don't want to talk too much about myself, but just to give a little bit of, yeah, right. get a little reference. Um, I'm a yoga teacher, and I started teaching a couple years ago, and I was doing yoga every day, going to class. And then I started teaching. I started to burn the hell out on yoga. Now, I started practicing yoga for health reasons a long time ago because I couldn't do like vigorous activities or, or exercise that was hard on the joints. I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis when I was 12. Wow. And it, it went away. When I was like 17, 18, but it came back again when I was 24 and it was pretty shitty. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into any details, but I've been off meds for, you know, knock on wood for like 15 years now. Wow. But going through that, I was always apprehensive and even doctors say, you know, stay away from more vigorous activities, which is why I don't run on the treadmill. Um, and so I just stayed away from that kind of stuff, but I think the combination of burning out on yoga, although I love teaching it, I still go like once a week now, but I also am getting a little older and wanting to try something new and being a teacher. This I promise will all make sense. Becoming Mm. a yoga teacher. I wanted to know what other teachers were doing, what people like, what people respond to. Sure. And so I joined ClassPass. Cause I used to be a member of yoga works okay, or at yoga works. So I used to go there all the time. So I quit yoga works and I didn't know what the hell to do. I mean, literally I, I, I knew about hit classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew about hot yoga, but all yeah. I knew was yoga works. Got you. So I joined class pass and I want to talk about class in a little bit. Cause I get the sense that studios don't like class pass, but, um, I joined it because I want to know what else was out there. Yep. I wanted to know what other classes to try besides yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been hot yoga. It could have been these hit classes, yeah. anything. So, and yeah, yeah, sure. So I started going to all these different hit classes. Um, and I was a bit scared at first because I was worried that, you know, could my body do this and all yeah. this sort of stuff. Um, and I just became so obsessed with yoga. So it was just a new thing for me. So I started going. I joined ClassPass, which allows you to try out different studios. Yep. And so I met you. Pro- I mean, I probably like eight months ago.
1: Love at first sight, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, eight months ago. Yeah. So
0: I gotta say, and you're a trainer at Training yep. Mate. Training Mate, yeah. And that's one of the studios um one with co- ClassPass. Yeah, sure. yeah. That's affiliated with yep. ClassPass. And I have to say, I've gone to five, six, seven, eight different studios that are sort of "quote unquote" hit classes, mm. and I really responded to your studio yep. by far more than any. Um, I mean, I like Lit Method too. I, I like it there, but I really I, Luke was the first guy. Is he the yeah. owner?
1: Yeah, yeah, Luke. Luke Milton. Yeah. Luke Milton. He's yeah. the owner of the studio. So yes. I just
0: really, this is a thing that I responded to first off, and that I learned actually when I walk in that studio, whether you're teaching or Luke's teaching, yeah. you guys have a huge welcoming smile like fucking a i'm so glad you guys made it of course and that was the first thing that i realized as a teacher i need to make people feel i mean i already feel like i'm welcoming but you guys really bring that energy when you walk in
1: yeah man i I, you know i guess um it's a really interesting point because i like you have been to a million studios right you know spin studios yoga studios fitness studios and, and there's there's no right, there's no wrong, and, and people, people, some people like that more sterile, you know, aggressive environment, and some people respond to what we offer, and I think the trainers at TrainerMate, uh, part of what makes not just the company unique, but the people there unique, is that we actually are there for people, you know? It's kind of like, we don't claim to be the fittest, most in shape, hottest trainers in the world, but what we're going to do is we're going to give you a good workout, but we're gonna break down the barriers, you know, and being a really close friend to to Luke, um, that was his goal. You know, you can be somebody that's never trained. You can be somebody like yourself who was a bit nervous because of totally. the medical history. You can be somebody that's an athlete, and I, and I had a, a professional uh, Canadian rower in my class the other day. It's all the same. It's come on in. Don't be intimidated. Like we're all here to do the same thing, which is keep our bodies and our minds healthy. And and whether you're whether you're from a background where you've never lifted a weight—it's about that emotional connection. And, and it sounds a complete cliche, but you know that welcome is everything, and and it's not forced. And you, as you've seen, you know you've seen me in all kinds of shapes. You know I've been a little bit yes. hungover one Sunday, and <laughs> I've been great some Sundays. But you genuinely are pleased to see people that you enjoy training. Um, yeah,
0: you, when I walk in there, more than any other studio. I mean, we'll talk about other things about the studio yeah. and more about you. But the first thing that I responded to, that I picked up on, because I wanted—look, there's so many yoga studios. There's so many hit studios oh, out here. There's so many instructors. I, clearly, people are um, have so many options now. Yeah. So, it, it be, me joining ClassPass, of course, I wanted to try other spots. But it was sort of an educational tool for me i wanted to know what other yoga teachers are doing so i took a ton of yoga classes at yeah. tons of studios but i just want to know what teachers are doing generally yeah. in general and right away the first thing i noticed from luke and then ultimately from you because i i started taking luke for probably a month or two and then yeah emmy and i would come to your sunday class um you guys are just really welcoming and there's a fun and it's it's just it's 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 not insane, but it's just... Well, Luke Luke it's can be insane. pretty insane. insane. You actually... I think the reason why I started going to your class a little bit more than Luke is you're fun and you're insane, but Luke doesn't... And it's funny. He did this past week for the first time with me, which I found interesting. He doesn't... Really, motive. At least in my experience, he hasn't motivated me to like work harder. He is like he is a cheerleader.
1: (laughs) No, but seriously, he would love that. He would love that. that Which
0: which I mean this in the most complimentary way. Yeah, of course. You're a cheerleader. Maybe it's because you and I become sort of you know more friendly. But I get the sense that you also like want to make people try harder. Of course. Which yeah, I don't. Which I like. Yeah. Of course, so.
1: and look, that's that's. Uh, I think uh, more. That's the feedback I get more uh, from. Uh, I get more of that feedback. People are kind of like your classes are a little bit harder. You push harder. Your abs are harder, um, and I think that comes from a place of, you know, I was never a professional athlete. I was never a. I was never a fitness model. But what I am is, I'm really fit. If you want to train, let's go. Let's push. Let's. Yeah, let's, you're in that gym for forty five minutes, right? And it's like. Y- I'm just one, it doesn't matter what field that's in for me personally, be that music, acting, fitness, writing, I've just got to challenge myself. And sometimes I might not succeed, you know? Right. But if I don't try and I don't try my best, then it's no good for me. And I put that on my clients. I'm like, let's go, guys. You, you've come in on a Sunday morning. You've woke up at 6 a.m. You've yeah. lugged your ass out of bed, regardless if you've been out the night before or if you've been in bed at 9 o'clock. Let's make this worth it. Totally. You know, and, that, and that's what it's about for me. Is And I, you hear me say more often than not, let's make this workout count. Yeah. It's one hour of a 24-hour day. I want you to walk away and I want you to go to breakfast and be like, I can eat this because you know what? Today, I actually worked my ass off. Um, And so that's what's important to me. And I always kind of feel, even when I'm tired and even when I'm kind of, um, you know, a little bit under the weather or not feeling like motivating 36, 40 people, it it just kicks in. It just kicks in. And it doesn't matter how tired you are. The first second you step out there and you see all these people there to train, it it motivates me to motivate them. That's the only way I can describe it. No, I I get it. Well,
0: I believe in energy and, and Not that it's worse when there's only three people in my yoga Mm. class or 15 or 20. It's just, you know, when there's 20 people in the room, it just creates more energy. Absolutely. But the thing that I really was impressed by you, um, there was one particular Sunday where there was only maybe seven people there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that was that's a rarity because yeah, typically a test. your class had anywhere from twenty five to fifty yeah, people. Yeah,
1: yeah, twenty to forty people. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, there was one morning where the, for whatever reason I don't remember if it was a holiday. It doesn't yeah. matter. But ultimately there wasn't a lot of people there. Yep. And your, I actually felt like it was the best class yeah, but because you were more one on one. But you, yeah. I guess, it probably you had to bring more energy knowing yeah. that we. There just wasn't as many it's of us. It's
1: funny you say that, right? Because, you know, we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago, me and a few of the other trainers, and there's some trainers that prefer smaller classes. Um, For me, it's not that I prefer bigger or smaller. When it's smaller, of course, you work harder, but ultimately, you have more energy to share on less people, right? So yeah. if you, if I'm sharing what my normal energy is around 40, that's a thin slice for everybody. If there's seven, they're getting a the fatter slice of pizza that day. So that's how I look at it. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want people to go. Oh yeah, you know it was a small class. The instructor was okay. He was half there. It's n- it's not about me, you know. It's, yeah. it's not about me for those that hour or that two hours or three hours, depending on my shift pattern. It's about them going away, going. Wow. Yeah. I, that was that was tough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, how did you? Um, where are you from?
1: Um, I'm originally You're from Wales. So I was born in. Uh, well, actually, yeah, I was born in England, Liverpool, England. Uh, okay. I moved to Wales when I was three, three and a half, which is where my mum is from. I grew up in a small rural part of Wales, which is known as the Valleys.
0: I want to ask about how you got. Before I ask how you came to America, yeah, I want to ask how you got the gig at Training Mate.
1: Um, I uh, I was running a skincare business when I first came here for friends of mine, for two good friends who I met in Australia and living down there before I moved to LA. They uh, I had always worked in events, marketing, and sponsorship. That was always my gig. Um, and I'm just moving and I said I met them for a coffee and I said you know I'm going to have to find some work when I get there and they said hey what are you talking about like we thought you were moving for a job and I said no I'm just moving to, to chase a dream and they were like well work, work for us we set this business up for us in America and I went of course of course, wait I'm, if, I'm confused yeah, go Hold on
0: go. Wait, wait, where is um, where where was this discussion this was in Australia oh, so okay so, so yeah so Luke's company training mate actually yeah. originated in
1: Australia Luke's company was conceived in Australia. The thought, okay, the company was founded in America, but okay. this company that I'm talking about has nothing to do with Trading Mate. It's but just is, how I got met, the job
0: but here. But you met Luke in Australia. I met Luke in America. In America,
1: yeah. So I moved here, and long story short, I was working for a skincare brand, and uh, one of my employees, I met him for a coffee to give him almost like a you know, just a check in. Hey, how are you going? And I met him at Starbucks on the corner of Fairfax, Fairfax and Santa Monica. Okay. And uh, I said, where have you been? He said, I've just done this audition interview, kind of weird meeting for this crazy Australian guy right. at a gym called Training Mate. And I was like, "Oh, I keep hearing this name, Training Mate. Like, what is it? And he said, well, you just stand at the front and you dance for 45 minutes. And I was like, What?
0: that's the, that was the uh, that, audition that,
1: that was that was his no this was his version okay and i so weeks passed weeks passed and i you know i'd forgotten about it and i i saw this facebook post just saying hey you know trainer mate looking for new trainers send us a note and having done all my fitness exams i said uh, yeah i'm just i'm just going to email them and go and meet them so i think my 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 subject line was like awesome aussie awesome british trainer with Australian life experience. I don't know, something corny as. Right. And they replied to me within like an hour. And he said, come on down and, and come and meet me. And so I did. And the next thing you know, they're like, we're going to give you a free month. So you come and you train and you see if you like it, right? Oh, interesting. And, that, and that's part of... And now I know why he does it. He really is into a couple of things. One is, you've got to be right for the culture. Yeah. I mean, it's different, right? It's not like... And not, that, that, there's nothing wrong with these brands or these gyms. It's just the way he likes to do things. So we're not a Barry's. We're not a, we're not a Phoenix Affair. Well, how
0: are you different? I mean, I can yeah. see how you're different. Yeah. I mean, I've never gone to Barry's and it's weird. I have no interest in going there. I yeah. just get the sense that it's a little bit more serious. Which is really
1: interesting because Bar- I actually love going to Barry's. Okay. And, which is really bizarre because I'm normally more into a training mate environment, but I actually like the, not how sterile Barry's is, but like you say, they're just a little bit more tiny bit more aggressive and for me sometimes that works because i guess i live in this yeah. happier more welcoming sort of environment so to go and get that little bit of aggression is like going to get a little fix you like know? they're a little more
0: drill sergeant they cool, yeah they are okay. and you know
1: they're nice enough guys and, and we especially you know i have to put this out there not for the sake of this recording but we really do genuinely try and support community so you will you'll never come into especially my class and, and i certainly can speak for luke on this You'll never hear us pitch about a studio and and I'll tell you exactly why it's just there's no point, yeah there's no point. you know what we're all different, and although some of us are extremely similar, we all have our differentiators, and that's where we are strong and and it's fitness and as long as people are staying active and healthy, shouldn't that be kind of the most we can ask for? Yeah, and that's coming from a, a son who grew up with you know a slightly overweight mum and a dad that was super fit at one point and then piled on the weight. So seeing how that affects your health, you know, and it's like, all we can ask for is that, hey, don't worry about what studio is, you pick up the phone and go and work out, go right. and be active.
0: Well, um, I just, I think the thing that I picked up on also, I want to have fun. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously I feel like I've gotten, I'm, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. Right. Good. Which is awesome. But I don't want to be... Drill sergeant. Although I do like it when you come over and you motivate me during on the bike or something. Yeah. But you do it in a way where you're not, of course, man. Like, like yeah. yelling at me.
1: I, I'm not gonna. i if, if, <laughs> if you give me the Eddie wave one day and say, "Look, Mark, I'm just not there today." Yeah. I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, man, get out." You know, like, <laughs> right. there's no point. We all have those days, and I think, um, I think you have to look at it like this: like, it, working out in itself is hard enough, right? So why be dead serious about it? And and I've been there. I've done the fad diets. I've done the strip for six months where you shred and i the only thing i've taken away from it is there has to be a balance, yeah, and believe me, at times I find it hard to find a balance, just like every human being i have a, I have a job outside of training mate, I have a life, I have a marriage, I have bills like everybody else, right so it can, sometimes that gets overwhelming, and sometimes that balance tips a bit to the left or a bit to the right, but how long have you been there i've been there nearly two years, okay, nearly two years, yeah, and you know it, I, I can only say, and again, without sounding like I'm talking in cliches, because I hate that saying, is it really is a family? Like it really is. It, what that man has created, <laughs> yeah, is exceptional, and 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 that's where it's different, right? Is that, yeah, you really do, you really do see other studios, and you can see. Where there's cracks in the paintwork, you know, people are a bit, there's tension there. Yes. Whereas I have to be honest. And look, I'm not saying training mate doesn't add its poison at times, but it's very quickly washed away. And it's
0: pretty, it's a pretty successful business, I it's imagine. It's
1: exceptionally, man. They've just up, they've just they just opened their, open their in third Santa studio Monica. in Santa Monica. Yeah. Um, I personally know he's got big plans. I, I probably can't talk about it on this, but um, I know he's thinking of downtown. LA is his next location I I know he's looked at Pasadena
0: I do want to ask you two things and then then we'll move on (laughs) yeah sure no
1: um, I found
0: you know I have a good sense of humor
1: yeah oh wicked sense of humor and
0: when I took Luke's class at first I was shocked but in a hysterical way at all the dick jokes uh, private part jokes yeah I mean he's really um, graphic
1: definitely puts it out there yeah
0: And, and you are too yeah yeah. um during the ab, Session, like give me a couple, Give me a couple examples yeah. of what you would Look, say. You know, I'm you know, just, say, I'm, just I'm saying probably, some things I'm you would one say. Of the
1: most vulgar yes. uh, instructors, and, and I get it. And uh, I don't know. I would say anything. From <laughs> I would drop the, the, the I would say fuck fuckers. You know, I constantly shout, "Come on, fuckers!" You know, and then I talk about anything from dick jokes to yes, spreading your legs because the tequila's kicked in. Or and... you'll
0: even say like, "I'll be at the front taking <laughs> dick pics or something." Absolutely,
1: yeah. You know, so, guys, thanks for coming in. I'll be at the front taking dick. No, I want to ask
0: you a question. Um, and again, I think yeah. it's hysterical yeah. and it's no big deal to me. But are there now? I'm curious, can will Luke be able to get away with that? Now, the studio's in West Hollywood. Yep. So I wonder: A, can you get away with that because it is in West Hollywood? Yes. Two, are, will he not be able to do that in Santa Monica? Is he very aware of that? And then, three, do people ever complain about it?
1: Interesting. Uh, first, first point, first part of that question, um, uh, I, uh,
0: it was the West
1: Hollywood. Can, or- the West Hollywood one. I mean, look, what will surprise you even more is that I, when I first started teaching at Studio City, it's a predominantly different crowd, right? It's, it's, uh, we get a lot more celebrities over there. We get a lot. Oh, of, I'm gonna have to
0: start going there. No, then. But
1: we, you know, we get everybody: <laughs> Hillary Duff, Vanessa Hudgens, Lucy okay. Hale. You get the, all of them: Katie, Katie Cucuso um, from Big Bang Theory. You get a lot, right? And and despite that, you get a lot of. Um, But can
0: you say those jokes in Studio City?
1: To my surprise, I'm more vulgar in Studio City. And I have, you know, and we joke about it, but I call them my yummy mummies because they're all like work, either working moms and successful women or, or full time moms. Right. And they part of their day is, you know, getting the kids to school and getting that like one hour or two hours in the day where they can have that bit of banter and they can have that release and they can go and train and they can go and have some fun. And they, you know, even to the point they have that little flirt, you know, they can have that cheeky little moment. And and that's human behavior, right? And everybody needs that. So to my surprise, I'm actually more vulgar there. And especially now I've been there for a year. I teach the same classes every week. I see the same faces every week. And I see the same faces for a reason. You know, they love that. Well, I find
0: it refreshing and I'll tell you why. Um, and you know, this podcast, and I, um, I probably should have said this at the beginning and I'll probably (laughs) move this, but you know, the podcast is about a lot of things, but creating more conversation, more awareness. Uh, we're so uptight now. We're so scared about what to say. And I found it refreshing in this world where everybody's so scared to say what's, you know, a a crash joke or, or just speak their mind. I, I, it was just, it was First of all, Luke's funny and you're funny, but it was just refreshing <laughs> to just be listening. Like these guys just don't freaking care. They're yeah. gonna say it and just get over it. And it's part yeah, of the show. I, I don't know if it's the, it's right. part of the show. It's,
1: it's part, part of the theater. Part it's of the part show. of the experience. And you know, and some of us and, and whether you've been to check other classes out, but you know, we're all different, right? So like, of course, Luke is just crazy. Ball of energy that is—he's almost impossible to pin down in any sense of his life. He, he personally needs a personal assistant with him twenty-four hours a day. Right? How
0: is he like that all the time? He, he,
1: trust me, I yes. spent time with. I've spent lots of time. with him. I've spent Christmas Day with him, just gone. And even when he's a little bit sick, which he was on the day, he never fails to crack open a beer or a glass of wine and just have a good time, Yeah. right? And then you get somebody like Ryan Porter, we call him Rusty, who's the opposite. He's not, you don't get the show, you don't get the theater, but what you do is you get a damn good trainer who is a, is a martial arts expert and will, will drill your form so much. So what happens is, ultimately he develops his cult following, right? So he sees all the same people. And his clients don't necessarily want to come to my class because they don't like the shouting and they don't like the the, the Welsh idiot jumping around. And then right. you have somebody like Rachel who's, one of our few female instructors who is more of a boy than I am sometimes, you know, with, with her S expander. And so we're just, everybody's very different. And what Luke gives his trainers the freedom to do is just be a little bit of yourself. Yeah. And I don't want to copy him and he doesn't want to copy us. And, and that's what I like about him. And of course, look, I'm not saying there hasn't been a few moments where he's gone, hey, maybe don't do that again. But he does it in a way that comes from a loving place and a friendship place, yeah. right? And this is, you're talking about a professional athlete that has, Forged a successful business in the United States. Um, well, but yeah, cool. and back to your question of complaints. Of course, we have had members that have gone, um, did you just drop the <laughs> F-bomb followed by him taking tick pics? Yes. And the answer is yes. Um, uh, and you know, it's, no, what do you like, say it's to not them? for everyone. And, just, and all you we can do care, All we can do or? is like, no, we do. We like to apologize the, and we okay. say, look, you know, I'm sorry if I caused you any offense. Like it's the nature of this business is yeah. that we're trying to make it a bit fun, a bit right. tongue in cheek. You know, and the reality is outside of whether it's a studio or a fast food restaurant or a fancy wine shop, you're never going to please everybody, you know. And and that's that's you have to accept that and you have to go, OK, but 99 percent of the people that come here love this place. Yeah. So that one percent like you, you there are other studios out there, you know, and there are the fast food restaurants out there and there other the wine shops out there. So you've just got to kind of move on from that, you know, and I can only imagine that was a scary place for him when he first started his business and he had one studio and I'm sure he had, you know, this, this investment looming over his head and I, I can't speak from there, but I'm sure it was a daunting yes, notion of, course. of going, oh, I've just upset one person out of the six members that I have on the second day of this business.
0: Well, what's interesting, and this will bring the next point and then I promise it'll get to social media. <laughs> no, but the thing, so I wanted to talk about ClassPass and, and um, this is the thing that I like about ClassPass—that it allows you to try different studios. Yeah. The thing that I don't like about ClassPass, as a teacher, is that everybody can write a review. Sure, it's really interesting. And I—I I, here's the thing that—and it's even with Yelp—and it requires you to be on all the time yeah. because somebody could come take your class. It it just it it sort of perpetuates this issue where I think everybody thinks their voice matters. Mm-hmm. Now that's a weird thing to say, yeah. Because obviously we all have freedoms and we of all course. have decisions yeah. and we all have a right to do and say what we want, and that's an amazing thing. But if you just went to a restaurant and had a shitty meal. Mm-hmm. What gives you what like your opinion? And you run over to Yelp and write a review, yeah. and then like four hundred people are going to read that review, maybe a yeah. thousand, and they're not going to go because some person who isn't a foodie doesn't know anything about yeah. scallops or whatever writes some review. So my point is is that this goes back to you know I when I see that four or five people on ClassPass are taking my class, yeah, I actually puts a little more pressure on me which is so silly but I know because I know people read those reviews I've had somebody who comes up to me after taking my yoga class like wow you know I read that review it said like your music's amazing and all this sort of stuff I'm so glad I read that review because yeah it it, it gave me the reason to come yes see so first of all do you guys not like class pass what's your attitude about it do you guys not make as much money from those types of people and then does it bother you that everybody gets to write a freaking review well
1: look there's there's multiple answers to this question (laughs) first is I never ever ever worry about if a class pass is coming in I don't even know sometimes you know I know names and I can see whose first class it is and I can see who's on unlimited memberships I can see who's on a passive pack of 10 I can see who's on class pass right and the good thing is the class I met you in which is my Sunday classes are actually a premium class pass because of how popular that Sunday session right. has become, right? So, and, and that's flattering, you know. That's for so many people that want to get up at that time on a Sunday morning and come and watch me bounce around and motivate them. I, I'm flattered. But I think, uh, in terms of the financials, to answer your question, I wouldn't know. I know I have a rough idea that, you know, I think some studios and having friends in the fitness industry that teach, some people are upset by the way the, the monetary structure works yeah. there. But for, as for training mate, I, I I can't really talk to that. I think and, I'm
0: sure training mate's making decent amount of money from people that don't use class Yeah, Pass.
1: yeah absolutely. And I mean, look, I,
0: I just bought a package there. Yeah,
1: man, the member numbers are insane. Like, yeah. I, it really really does. When I sit down the, and we quite often sit down and go through three, four, five bottles of red wine, me and Luke, and and that's and I'll meet him tomorrow for a beer, and we'll have the same conversations, right? We always end up talk. We always try to go and talk about everything but training mate. And it always comes back to me well, going, sure. Hey, this happened the other day. And, he, you know, he says, Oh, I've got this plan. And it's exciting, right? It's exciting for him and it's exciting for me to be part of of that family. And I think my attitude to ClassPass is, and this comes from a really kind of a lot of the work I do outside of training, which we might touch on, is, you know, one particular event that I'm working on at the moment was all about the, the freedom of speech and the freedom of equality and the freedom of uh, sexual liberation, right? So we fought for so many years to give people voices. Right. And then the minute this, you know, the minute the world became digital, because those voices are so accessible and they're there for almost ever, you know, it's like they say, once you share a naked picture of yourself, it's out there forever. Yeah. And I hope so, because I've got some wonderful naked pictures out there. <laughs> but, um,
0: no, you know, it, so... It's, he posts them actually while you're working like, out. Time,
1: which is weird. It's, you're like, did he just post? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> How did you do that?
0: Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I like, I just... It bo- I don't want to even say it bothers me. It's just everybody having the right to have an opinion or yeah, a review sure. just raises the stakes a little of bit. Course. That's, that's of course. That's
1: all. And be- I think to speak to that point, uh, you know, is I really, and I mean this genuinely, I never go to my class. I never sit and at 8.30 or 9 and look at, oh, they're from ClassPass. I should be good. Right. Never. And I just never, I, and do I, you know what? You've probably drawn, I probably start doing it now, right? I'm sorry. But I'm just like, no, I don't. And you know what? I, I'll tell you something. We, we, I do check my reviews. I do. Like any human being, I do have a sneaky sure. little peek at them. And, you know, for the most part, they're fives and fours, mostly fives, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've you know, only gotten fives. Just you know, you know. Know. <laughs> just, but I had a one. I had a one. And I'll tell you exactly yeah. what it was, Why? right? And uh, the class was too full. Yeah, And I mean, that. it just plays into your point, right? Because that class was full on a Sunday, I get blamed for it. And then my rating comes down to a 4.8. And I'm still at a 4.9, despite having 305s. Right. So I feel I know exactly where you're coming from. But, you know, any human being in their right mind, and I do it. I look, check TripAdvisor if I'm traveling. Of course. If there's, if there's 49 fives and 1-1, one one, I'm going with the 49 fives. Yes. You know, and it's like, well, and I'm sorry that the class was full. But you know, those those negative. It's I heard
0: this thing where, or this this metaphor, where 100 people could be in a room, 99 are you know in love and speaking positively. It only takes one asshole yeah. to, to leave a to strong it forward mark. Forward well. and yeah, it's weird. Course. It's. It's it's just funny, the impact of a... Yeah. A, and you don't know if the teacher was having a bad day or course, or the chef man, at the yeah. restaurant was having a bad day. Uh, so it's just... Of course,
1: just, I, uh, I, I completely... And, and you know, it's like going back to the point I said earlier about that family community, that training, it really... I feel like most of the companies I've worked in, be it fitness or be it my, my full-time job, which is events and activations and marketing and sponsorship is... You know, the minute there is that black dot of poison or that little speck of negativity it's gone and, it, and it's gone for a reason because it's so hard as that as that family grows the more poison that's in that shell the more dysfunctional that family is going to be right mm-hmm. and i'm lucky that i'm not the one faced with a challenge but a good friend of mine is and he's done a fun and, and my boss he ultimately is my boss is um has done a great job of keeping that spirit fair and alive and at times of course i walk away going well that's not right oh, I'm pissed off that I have to cover this shift, but for a trade-off of a really nice place to work, you know?
0: Well, um, I well, I want to end this segment just by saying, I, I don't think I'll forget the moment I walked in there the first time and saw this huge guy, Luke, just like, he didn't even know me, yeah. but he just, like, screamed. <laughs> and <laughs> And he was so fun. And... You've been starting to take your take your class same thing i mean you're obviously different from luke but there's just a positivity yeah. it's fun uh i i will end this segment i keep saying segment by i remember this one class eight in the morning you had this sort of insanity to you that hadn't <laughs> I hadn't seen before. I know you drink, so I thought maybe you were hungover because you actually you missed the class a few weeks Quite possibly be- because you were hungover. I'm not <laughs>
1: confirming that, but I'm saying it's quite possible.
0: <laughs> so you, you were incredibly insane. So uh, to the point where you took off all of your clothes except your Speedo, Speedo towards the end of class. Yep. And you're running around like completely insane. And so we come <laughs> to find out that, I guess you hadn't slept all night and one of your friends was in the hospital or something. Something oh, happened.
1: Something must have happened. Yeah. I mean, Or tomorrow. no?
0: Yeah, you were. You had an event, and something fell on oh, somebody. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. A piece of set fell on us. Uh, I, yes, yeah. I do actually listen yes. to your stories. No,
1: and actually, you know, for once in my life, I, I actually was working. I hadn't been drinking for yeah. once. You know, I, you and, were um, actually working. And uh, I think I got to bed about three o'clock. Yeah, I was yeah. late. It was late. I'd been upset all day on an event, and, and you, you this... felt
0: bad about missing probably a few weeks ago. You were, were going did, to flake, but course. you were like, <laughs> shoot "I'm not going to flake again because Eddie gave me a hard time." me a hard time. So I'm going to still go. But you were insane. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> so the next segment, only four more hours to go. <laughs> this is the thing. The great thing about having Mark on the show. I could actually leave the room for two hours, oh, and he you, would keep. Um, absolutely, you would, you would keep talking. Yeah, it's a. It's a really <laughs> Where
1: I'm from, there's this, you know, there's this tea culture, right? And like my mum's friends used to come around, but we would just pop in. Yeah, man, Jeanette would come in like seven hours later, like midnight. They're on their like ninth cup of tea.
0: Well, this actually, so the show, and this connects to what you're saying. Great, I didn't even tell you what I was going to talk about. You made a great um, transition here for me. The show is about. Um, the art of conversation right, and it's lost, and the way people get to know each other now, we pay so much attention to Instagram yeah. and our phones, and we think our brains think that that's how real life is, yeah. and people are curating everything and they're using filters and they're looking perfect yeah. it's making people depressed and it's it's having such a dramatic impact and even today, you know we we live in a call out culture now where people call people out yeah um. All the time on social. It's yeah. one thing, like if there's something you did that bothered me, I tell yeah. you personally, like you know that kind of bummed me out or something. But people are doing it in social media, yeah. and then people are ganging up on. Cultural beliefs, it, yeah. It's it's crazy what's yeah, going yeah. on. So I want to ask first of all, is this happening where you're from? Your family in Europe, or is it is it worse in America? I feel like things are. <laughs> I think that the obsession with celebrityism, yeah. uh, perfectionism—is it? I mean, obviously, you're not the spokesperson, or 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 you don't know what you're, how Europe is feeling. Yeah. But but you go back there but probably of regularly. Of course, man. It, is it yeah. worse here or? It's
1: re- it's so interesting you say this because I've been lived in, I've grown up in Europe and lived there till I was twenty six. I've lived in Australia from twenty six till about thirty. I'm from here till, 30, till I'm 32. Wait, how right? old are you? 32.
0: So you haven't been in America for very long, no, two years. Oh, right? wow. so, so two this and 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 is great. Years. So you've been yeah. in Europe during the, yeah. the technology it, craze. It, so,
1: have you what's the difference? Is the there? One, I, I think it, it, there's definitely a sensationalism to the United States of America, right? That's without that's hands down this place, and I mean this from a really good place. It drives the crazies, this city, you know, like you have, you you see, there's nothing for me now. Nothing will surprise me ever after living in LA. I mean, I've walked down the street and people have been changing like fully naked, putting a new set of clothes on and take a picture on an Instagram wall, right? And I'm like, it's Sunday, it's Melrose Avenue. There are people walking their dogs, there are kids walking with their families and there's two Girls with a photographer taking their bras off to put a new bikini top on. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? You know, Um, I mean, what you know how my feelings about Instagram and what do you think? uh, Man, I'm the I'm I'm the biggest contradiction, right? Because and I I think I said this to you when you asked me to come on the show is I I I constantly remind myself. Excuse me. There's water, by the way. Um, I'm more concerned about the beer. (laughs) Um, No, you know, I'm I'm the biggest contradiction because. I always try to say to myself, A, I actually do lead quite a busy lifestyle in terms of, you know, my work and my job. So during the day when I'm busy, I don't have time to connect with it. But the minute I do, I'm the first person on it. And I'm refreshing mm. and I'm, I'm, I'm answering messages. And um, and I know, I know that's not where I should be. I should be probably making a phone call to my partner and saying, hey, how was your day, you know? Uh, and maybe checking in with my parents who drive me mad. They're like, talk to us. Um, instead, I would rather spend uh, four hours and 20 minutes, I believe, it one day. This new function on the iPhone that splits down which screens you have open. And I was in New York at the time on an event. And I think it got to like 6 p.m. in the evening. And I looked up and it was like, you spent four hours on social <laughs> yes. media. And that's four hours of my life. I'm never getting back.
0: Well, my guest last week, Eric, you know, he thinks it's not just instagram it's like it's cell phones and that's yeah. ultimately the problem but i just think instagram has taken it to another level because people sort of can curate and create perfectionism yeah. and and show off their quote unquote perfect life and the reason why i think it's it's worse than anything else in cell phones is because our emotionally it impacts us yeah. i mean we have a choice when we turn on our cell phone do we want to look at the new york times or do we want to scroll Instagram? Instagram? And what's happening is in our free time, and I'm was i I'm so sensitive to this because I spent the last year writing a book, and I'm now back to writing music. Those moments when you're in the elevator, at the post office. Yeah.
1: The queue to the bank.
0: Like yeah. when the mind finally quiets in those moments, that's when you actually are humming that melody of the song that you're working on, or you're thinking about... Um, the part that you're auditioning yeah. for. So what everybody's doing now in those moments, instead of just like thinking, they're just staring at yeah. their freaking phone. Yeah, and I'm there. And I'm, I'm there. I'm... I'm
1: with them. I'm with them, and I'm not out of choice. It, you know, it becomes habit. And you know, I'm, I just said I'm 32, so I didn't have a cell phone growing up till I was about 18, maybe 17. I had this terrible Nokia, which was state of the art at the time, and had one of those polyphonic ringtones. And, you know, you didn't have pictures, you had text messages that are 39 characters and nothing more. <laughs> right. uh, so I lived in that area. You know, I didn't grow up with email. I didn't grow up with a laptop. So I didn't quite see the extremity of like what my older brother would have seen, but I did see the change. And now, you know, and I, I was doing it today and I said to my colleague today, I was in a car to a few meetings back and forth and I'm on a tight deadline and I'm on my laptop with my iPhone on uh, cellular mode, giving me a hotspot and I'm working. And I said, how nuts is this? Like, how nuts is this? Knowing I was coming on the show and I have having thought about, you know, a few of the things that we've discussed very briefly over, over this uh, couple of weeks leading up the world's a very different place now, you know, and you can sit there and work for 24 hours a day if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, And that applies to Instagram, you know, and what upsets me about Instagram is, and I've done it, I've seen it, you know, I've seen people come in to the gym to dinner with friends, met them out in bars. They look nothing like these perfect, beautiful six foot Adonises that they're posting on Instagram. They're four foot two, you know, they don't even have the same color hair. Right and look not that there's anything wrong with with being that human being right i've got nothing i'm so i'm so open-minded about who you want to be yeah but, but it's about what that's doing to other human beings it's, you
0: know? totally and, and and ultimately people aren't but when they keep hosting this perfection and somebody actually sees them for the first time yeah. or meets them yeah people are disappointed that they don't seem to be like yeah. the person that they yeah. are portraying all the time it's on your, Instagram. It's
1: your, it's your comment. And you, and this is this is a really good analogy outside of Instagram is the common thing is when people meet celebrities that they've never met, are oh, they tiny? Are oh, they actually quite chubby? Are oh, they really skinny? It, it, perception is everything, right? And, and this is what Instagram is doing is it's giving you the ability to make perception what you want it to be within that medium. Totally. And that is potentially... A very dangerous weapon. I
0: don't think potentially. I think it's 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 dangerous, and yeah. I think it's it's why people don't read anymore. Yeah. It's because people are so obsessed with themselves, creating a life outside of the one they're living, because the one they're living is lacking the attention, yeah. the um, perfection, the love, that yeah. that the connection. And, you know, they, they ultimately, the way that we get to know each other truly is through life experience and through conversation. (laughs) And I, it sounds silly. I think I'm a relatively smart person, but over the last three, four months while I've been doing the podcast, researching and talking to people, I feel more inspired and and more intellectual and more informed because I have had been lucky to sit down for two hours (laughs) and just talk to somebody yeah. and it does do it. it it's working a part of the brain that we are not working like we used to yeah. and it's almost like this podcast has forced it upon me yeah. um, and go ahead
1: look no one of my favorite things and and one of my absolute favorite things and I'm always that person at a wedding I'm always that person at a party is talking to grandparents and talking mm. to older people that never had something called Facebook or MySpace so I sit there I'll quite often sit there at weddings with families, friends, or you know we're talking in seventies eighties, and just to listen because they have a different way of telling a story right mm-hmm. and there's something absolutely heartwarming about that, and something that it's a dying generation right there's maybe you get your bohemians that reject technology and 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 absolutely if they if that's what they want to do, that's fine, and they go and live in the hills they're part of a dying generation it's like the old person, the pensioner it's they just have a different way of relaying their memories because their memories weren't taken through a digital camera. And again, thinking about coming on the show and talking to you at a really weird moment the other day, an ex-partner of mine who lives in LA, he sent me these old pictures, right? Just mm-hmm. randomly, just we keep in touch now and again. And, you know, he's, his partner's good friends with my partner and whatnot. Everybody's everybody thinks amicable. It's really, really nice Uh, relationship and um he just sends me these pictures of me and my sister and a friend of ours and and him when we used to live together in london a i thought geez what were those fashion choices but i i couldn't tell you for the life of me where those pictures are or where they came from Hmm. and then i made me think about all the pictures i've had done over the years i've probably lost near 50 percent of them because of broken hard drives or just being clumsy because people have become so used to just take delete take delete and i never forget and i was maybe 12 13 years old and i asked my mom i said you know and randomly we got me and my mom most random conversation so what's the most important thing in the house mom and she said the photo cupboard yeah and it was bizarre right it was absolutely bizarre because now the photo cupboard's in the cloud Yes. You know, but now my mom still has all these albums that are like my sister's, you know, first time my sister was a bridesmaid, or like our school pictures. Well, you're bringing
0: up a really interesting point. Technology. I was talking to a friend of mine before he came on the show. It is inspiring if you use it well, like to write a song or whatever. But it's devalued things. Yeah. So Spotify and Napster has devalued music. The music industry, yeah. Um, the, the movie... Uh, what's the mov- movie pass yeah to valued movies yeah instagram actually has devalued the value of Photos. photographs yeah and i didn't yeah. even think about that
1: it really it really I, honestly i was in the shower the other day and i i thought i don't know what brought my memory back to it but i uh i just thought this so random isn't it because i uh, this one picture that was taken of me years ago and i really loved this picture it, you know i'd been through a, a few kind of two years of just not a good time. You know, I was growing up. I was a typical kind of young adult. My, I was emotionally imbalanced. And I remember having this photo shoot with an Australian friend of mine. And I loved this picture. My ex-partner made a website, a, web, a holding page of it, right? And it was a great picture. And I thought, I need to dig that picture up. I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. I wouldn't even know where to start. Whereas if my mom went, hey, um, I need to find that picture of my dad at the wedding. She goes straight to album number seven, page number four. You know, and the joy is you'd have to search through those pages and go, oh, this is cool. Yeah, like, oh, do you remember this? Do you remember that? We don't now. You just go folder, Jane's wedding, friends' pictures, three or four images, done. Yeah. And it's a process that, is, again, you you, you're absolutely right. Technology is an amazing thing and used in the right way to design a building or architecturally achieve something or, you know, explore outer space is fantastic. But to give us every day such capability... We need more. We need more as humans. So it's now, you look at the Mac programs, they update every, what well, feels like two days. I'm like, why are we on OS 665777? 6, 6, like, what happened to OS 1? Like, you know, so it really is interesting. And I guess the ultimate question is where do, where do we keep going? You know, when does it stop?
0: Sadly and I I want to be hopeful About where We're going to be going Yeah But um, I think And I talked about this On previous podcasts I'm, I'm sure you've listened To every one of them Um <laughs> I think These companies Like Facebook Netflix Obviously Facebook Owns Instagram They are all competing For our attention Yeah And Netflix, especially all the algorithms. If you look at my Instagram story a little bit more regularly than somebody else, Instagram makes sure that they put my story ahead of others because, for whatever reason, you're looking at my story or you're looking at John's story regularly. They know to put him at the front. So that you're going to keep looking. looking, yeah, yeah. And these these companies don't care. And I listened to this new podcast. Well, not new. I've been recently listening to this one called Recode Decode from Kara Swisher, where she's interviewing um, Silicon Valley executives. And I'm I'm really interested in her because they don't. In a way, they're almost like a drug dealer. Yeah. Now, look, I'm not saying that Instagram is like heroin or like alcoholism. It's clearly not on that level in the sense of the impact it has on your health. But I think culturally, well, first of all, they're making these programs and they are hiring people. Because they know exactly what to do to get you to stay on them. So if you have millions of people who are instead of reading, staring at, let's face it, pretty meaningless Instagram stories, Mm -hmm. like I haven't storied you being here yet, but just only because I forgot, (laughs) but in the grand scheme of things, I mean, I'm. I will post it because I am trying to market my podcast and I want people to listen. And I, yeah. you know, I, I'm sort of creating a brand in the sense that DJ yoga teacher podcast, um, writing music. I want to sort of inspire people in this. I'm, I'm not intentionally doing it, but I think the creativity in our culture is, is lacking. Yeah. Be- just, for the constant onslaught of information that's around us. So back to the point of it's hard for me to be positive because knowing these companies are run by company run by people who want to make millions, Yep. even though they are, and then they're hiring people who are creating a program to get you to stay on it as long as possible. Yeah. We aren't reading. I don't want, I don't want the show to be political, but when somebody like Donald Trump is in the office, even if you're, a republican or a democrat the way that he communicates with people is with so much disrespect yeah. and so much selfishness but scary but that's sort of how we are now yeah. we uh, only care it, about yeah. ourselves it's
1: a it's a really sad you know I, I i'll be the first to say that of course i have political views am i overly political not as much as i would say my husband is um you know he's the one that gets on facebook and really rants and uh, causes all these debates but <clears throat> i think any president any prime minister they should be banned from twitter more yeah. than anything it's embarrassing you know like but we've come to accept that you know like we've come to accept the fact that if you know if king jong yong shouts something on his twitter our president's going to shout something back do me a favor Put some more importance behind yourself. Yes. Shut it down. It's that's just, it's just well, my traditional. We're mind, so you
0: know? over. We overreact. We, yeah. We're so emotional. We're so careful. We're, all these things. We're not human beings yeah. anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. Really, I said this yeah. on my last podcast. A human being has negative feelings, positive. We get mad, we get happy. We are now. If if you're not happy, if you're not pretty, then basically you should shut up.
1: Yeah, it's it, you know, there's two there's two. <laughs> so things you see, that, you're agreeing yeah, with everything I'm saying. Well, look, there's two things that really, um, and again, coming from that yeah, this song has only come back in my memory uh, or my thought process since you asked me to to come on. Right? Is I went to this. Uh, It's almost like a TED Talk, but it it wasn't a TED Talk. It was called Wired for Wonder, right? It was done by Combank in Australia. And I did some of their entertainment and event design. And as a result, got to go to this. And what was a mind-blowing. There was 20 20 speakers across two days. And there was all kinds of speakers from the guy Buzz. Buzz, uh, I can't remember his name, But he invented, invented the Atari And anyway, there was this young guy who was a uh, speaker of the future. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, you know, nowadays he said, it's not about your pet dog. It's not about your your car. It's about your pet robot. And he was referring to the fact that everybody has their robot. And then he talked about a time when he lost his phone. And I've lost my phone. I've lost Hmm. numerous phones. And it's he was like he was absolutely depressed by the fact that he felt so lost without his phone. Yeah. And he went back to this time where he grew up. He's probably maybe five or six years older than me, so he would have been you know maybe twenty before he got a cell phone. And he said they were the best days. He said because he didn't have to worry about. Doodly doodly doodly, where are you? Doodly yeah. doodly, are you're late. He's like, if you said you're gonna meet somebody at seven thirty. You'd wait till eight o'clock, and if they didn't turn up, you call it a day. Whereas now you're like, "Hey, I'm running fifteen minutes late. Okay, well, I'll be fifteen minutes beyond my schedule."
0: Well, do you feel like you have to behave a particular way all the time? Of
1: course, of course. And 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 I'm probably the I'm probably the one that's a little bit braver because I, I don't I've stopped trying to please people as much, and I've especially moving three times internationally. You just get to a point where, and I really did make this decision in my mind about a year or two ago is like I'm not not everybody's gonna like me right and that's a horrible notion of course I want everybody to love me I want everybody to hail down and bow to me right like like I'm sure every human does inside or secretly inside but that's not the way life is you know and and now what I've learned to do is go cool so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take all this really beautiful energy I have you might not want it but there's three people over here that I could divvy this up and we could have a really nice time yeah but that that wasn't an easy place to come to, and I still struggle with it. You know, like work's a perfect example. I am a work, I am a workaholic, right? So, uh, and, and my husband says it to me all the time. I need to be the best. So, if somebody says to me, "Can you have this proposal to me in the morning?" I am like, "Yeah, yeah, I can do it." Yeah, and then I'll stay up all night. Whereas the person below, Joe blogs next to me would lose because they went to bed and we're gonna do it in the morning. Yeah. So it's you know, I am trying to get better at going uh, going back to life is about balance, right? And that's kind of where it is. And, and I just have to talk about this thing because this amazed me the other, it was about six months ago, I did a site walkthrough at the New Century City Mall in Westfields. Okay. And it was for a premiere that we were doing for an AT&T show. And uh, we were just walking through and this mall is beautiful. Like, go yes, and check it's it amazing. It's really nice. Right? It's, it's seriously you know, a great mall. A little plug mall. there for you, Westfields. Um, but it, what happened was this guy met us and walked us from the valley and we walked up. And you know, those kind of like screens where you go and check the map directly mm-hmm. out. You went, watch this. So he's like, you stand in front of the the map directory. So I just stood there. I did nothing else. And then it started showing me like brands and items that were my buy-in demographic. Wow. So he was like, so what that does is the camera analyzes you, guesses your age, and then micromanages everything that you might be interested in buying and starts throwing ads up on the screen. And I'm just like, and ironically, AT&T came up. Yeah. And they were like, did you set that up? And he's like, absolutely not. So, you know, not only are we using it as a power the world's using it as a power against us yes. as well and it's kind of like so whichever way you look at it it ain't going anywhere it's not going to disappear so it, it becomes the choice of like how much do you embrace of it and how much do you control and and a friend of mine recently last week one of the front of house girls at reception didn't hear from it for 24 hours got really worried i was on shift with a good girlfriend of hers we text her oh she texts back we text her she simply wanted 24 hours with no phone, right? So yeah. we text her husband and we went, hey, Dave, we're really worried. Like, Savannah's normally the first person to reply. Um, and it just makes you think, like, how far is this going to go before we can just simply go, look, I'm not going to have my phone for two days. I can't be bothered. Yeah. Before people go, hey, call the search, please. She's missing. You know, like, it, it's is it sad? Is it realistic? I don't know. I don't know the answer, but I know that it's... It's a crazy notion is what I know, you know? It's kind of like, we can't get away from it. They use it to manipulate us. That sounds, this sounds, you know, this sounds like we're going into spy territory. We're not. But it's, you know, the money revolves. I don't care what anybody says. My strong opinion is money does make the world go round. Yes. Right? And like, I like to believe that love and family and warmth makes my life go round. But if you look at everything and strip everything back... These people like the Zuckerbergs of this world and the the Trumps of this world and the Amazon owner of this world, it's all about the dollar, right? So right. they don't care. You know, it's funny. And we'll,
0: I want to end yeah. this Instagram segment. Interesting that you bring up... I forget the Amazon
1: CEOs. Uh, Bezos? Uh, Bezos or Be- Jeff Be- or something. Yeah, something like I
0: was in the elevator today. And it, of course, it had a screen with like, you know, the weather and stocks and advertising and all this stupid shit because people... One of my favorite places to actually talk to somebody is in an elevator. It's also socially awkward, but I love it. It is, but you can, it's something I've always enjoyed. Yeah. Just randomly, you have like 30 seconds, maybe 10 or 20 to to do something. And I've always enjoyed those moments. Yeah. So, of course, the freaking elevator companies put advertisements in there. And one of them today said something uh, that the Amazon CEO is having a divorce. Divorce,
1: yeah.
0: And I'm thinking, <laughs> who the fuck cares? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. why is that even yeah. news?
1: Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't.
0: I mean, I just everything companies are doing whatever they can to make something newsworthy, yeah. to make something, and to make something seem newsworthy and interesting. And unfortunately, we are all sort of competing with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's for and, and so when we see people that are posting um let me take something back. Obviously I don't want the CEO of Amazon to Boycott get divorced. This no, but my point is is that in the grand scheme of things, he why is it, is divorce any more important? Than it's not. It's course, he runs course. a company yeah. that is making billions or millions. I think no, or no billions, millions, yeah, billions. Because Apple the became the first trillion. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know why we are caring about these things, yeah. but ultimately, people are controlling what goes out into the world. Yeah, and so the last point is, you know, the news controls how we feel because. How they share the story impacts us. Netflix controls how we feel. Yeah, all their algorithms determine what you're going to watch. What
1: they show you to watch. Yeah. Um, I just
0: got the Amazon Fire Stick, and it was sort of it's cool, but it was a bit in, overwhelming because they're <laughs> just throwing yeah, yeah. so much information <laughs> at you. Yeah. Because they're hoping something sticks. And now we individually are doing that yeah. on Instagram. And when we see people posing these perfect little photos, perfect bodies or these photos in Thailand or wherever, we ultimately don't think that's a big deal. Yeah. But it's impacting the way we feel and think and behave. Yeah. And so to end this segment, and then I wanna we'll move back to your story of coming to LA and and because um, I, I know I typed in your name, and I do this with everybody who comes on the show, and I had a hunch you were an actor, and yeah, of course there were videos of you. Of uh, n- no, none of them were on those videos. None then. of them were on YouPorn. Thank <laughs> God. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know I sound a little pessimistic, and I and I think personally, I'm feeling more creative and inspired now than I have in a long time. But I think culturally. Collectively, I don't know how this this downward spiral, no pun intended, is going to stop.
1: Yeah.
0: So, what are you going to do? To um, obviously, you're aware of it.
1: Oh, immensely, immensely aware of it. Now,
0: are you as
1: pessimistic as I am, or what? What? Look, I think you know. I, I mean. Look, here's the reality. I try, regardless of any situation, I try to be the eternal optimist, right? I really do. I, I like to think I'm realistic at times, and probably not. Can I stop it? No. Can I make a difference? Yes. Will I make a difference? I'll try. Um, how? I have no idea. When you, know, you
0: are out with friends and you're out with your husband, are you guys staring at your phones a lot?
1: Do you know what? It's funny you say that because yes, and, and you know this is this is this is this is really funny because I, I quite often sit at restaurants or even just. Even just going for a casual bite to eat, you know, and I'll sit there and I'll be on my phone and he'll be on his phone. And I and I do this a lot. So, you know, and I hope I hope we get to experience this because I'll quite often go out with friends and we'll all be sat there on phones and I'll text everybody in the group going, Hey guys, what are you up to? And all their phones go ding 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 and they all laugh. Right. And it's just that gentle reminder of like, come on, like what are, what are we doing? And and also what strikes me and I'm really aware of is you know, you with a like my mom and dad, man, they're not on their phone. So when you go for dinner with them You really notice how much you check your phone, yeah. And you're like, I I don't want to be that person. Um, So look, I I definitely my one of my plans this year, and I I I kind of I kind of stay away from the word resolution because I believe resolutions are really easy to fail at, and I I think if you declare stuff out loud, you're kind of asking for a bad time. Yeah. So I think gently in my mind, I've made a few decisions that I really want to lean into, and one is just doing that, taking a bit more time away from that robot brain that we walk around with and just giving more time to my husband giving more time to my friends because I'm probably worse than anybody it's not Instagram for me it's not Facebook it's the accessibility to my emails and the constant need to refresh them and see what's going on right you know but that information is going to be there in 2 hours. It's not going to explode. It's not going to expire. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing. We'll end here with with that and I think it's a good lesson. And I say this a lot actually when I'm teaching yoga because I think it's about retraining the brain to mm-hmm. trust that whatever you're worrying about or thinking about yeah. can be handled it's going to be okay. after class yeah. or it, because now everything is instantaneous the feelings you get when you look at all those. That's the other thing why I have disdain towards Instagram. If you scroll it, it look at 15 different photos, you are actually feeling 15 different things in those in, in that like four or five seconds that you're scanning all those photos. So it's making everything instantaneous and it's not allowing you to experience one feeling for an extended period of time and connect with how that actually feels. Yeah, I know that's... No, it, that-
1: I, I, I'm with you and I really am. And I think, you know, again, going back to that older generation is accessibility of information, right? Like I remember my dad, he would walk and get the paper and he wouldn't read the paper until he got back from the shop, which was a good 10 minute walk, right? Right. Whereas now, and I do, I'm the worst for this. If I'm in the car... And I'm at the pass in the passenger seat, obviously not on my phone while I'm driving. And I stop at a traffic lights. Traffic lights in LA, they jam jam the signal somewhere. Like it, it really is a fuzzy spot. I'm the most impatient person. I re- refresh, refresh, yeah. refresh, and I get angry. I'm like, and I quite often say, "Why am I? Why am I paying this provider all this money for something I can't access? Provider, I will not give your name." But um, it's we're so used to things now. Yeah, you know, and not hey, do you know what? Saturday's news was Saturday news. I'm gonna have a glass of wine, enjoy the evening with my family. I'm gonna get the Sunday newspaper through the door. That's Sunday's news.
0: Well, that's why I don't think anything is uh, um, really changed. Let's just—I'll just talk about um, gun violence, yeah. really quickly. Yeah, I, I, keep, I promise we're gonna move <laughs> no, on to your, No, but because our brains now are moving at such a hyperactivity, uh, hyperactive pace, yeah. we can't actually. If there's a problem. We talk about it for like a day or two. Yeah. But then because Fox and CNN and the New York Times and, and Netflix and everybody wants your attention, we can't really sit down and actually make change yeah. because we're moving on to the next yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, and that's like, well, you know, and this is this is a really deep subject, but it's like world disasters, right? It's like, you know, in the last three to five to ten years have been really, really spectacularly, Eye-opening from the Paris bombings to the London Tube bombings, but what happens now to this society? And and I talk about this a lot. Is nine eleven happened, and that was the news until something else happened. So our world respond our like you say our emotions don't sit long enough. Yeah, for some reason, then when
0: that happened, it was um, I think two thousand one or two
1: nine eleven. Yeah, it was 2001 two oh I yeah, think so. Something like that, yeah. It was, yeah, 70 years ago. Yeah, it was 201. Yeah.
0: I mean, obviously, it was so impactful and dramatic, but I, because this was before all of the insanity of Netflix and Instagram yeah. and Facebook, we all lived with it for a long time. Mm-hmm.
1: And now you were, fast forward to the last three years, you have Paris bombing, you have London bombing, you have Belgium bombing, and it's kind of every two weeks you moved on to a different tragedy and the news
0: stories and the news stations are trying to find the next thing because they know that they need to find something else to focus on
1: exactly and it's crazy you know and it's like the American sensationalized live car chase wow never in the UK you know it wouldn't be on the TV so
0: that stuff doesn't go on in the UK
1: not not, not like it does here you know you might get a tiny you might get the flash up on the news live car chase but I certainly know we don't dispatch helicopters to, to follow this car and stream it on the news. Um, and, and, look, I, I don't know why that is, but it's insanity. Yeah. <laughs> I quite, and look, I, I'm, you know, I'm very grateful to to be here. You know, I'm very grateful to be on a green card and, and have the luxury and the privilege of living in the United States of America, right? And. But there are days where I think, what the fuck have you done, Mark? Like you're living in a country where there's no gun laws. You're living in a country that streamlined car chases. You know, you're living in a country where you walk down Melrose Avenue and you see two chicks changing for a photo shoot in the middle of the street when families are walking by. And it's just mental. You just can't. I do sit there sometimes and I go, and, and I joke, and you will know this, I quite often joke about it in my classes. It, it, there's, nothing, there's nothing called a weekend in LA you can Hmm. go out monday you can go out tuesday you can go wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday monday so the structure of this city and the way the society works here is unlike anything i've ever seen
0: do you like it here in
1: i look i love it and i love it for many different reasons aside from the facts that i've just talked about because look i do like the freedom here and I, i i have a very flexible life i work and i mean i work for that but you know the weather's great I keep a tight circle, you know, I, I'm not going to deny that there are people in this city that I've met and would probably never want to hang around with again. But that's a learning curve. And what I've learned to do is really learn to trust people before I open my arms to them and say, yeah, come on in, like, let's yeah. do this. And what I am lucky to have, and, what, and something that training trainer mate has certainly helped with, is a really close-knit group of friends. And I'm happy for that to be small in this city,
0: you know? Well, there's so many transplants out here people from the Midwest. I mean, I'm from Ohio. Yeah. Um, it, and it's funny that you bring up trust and I mean, that is such a big deal for me. Yeah. And I, I have, I have a hard time with that. Yeah. And I think, um, and I'm from Ohio and, and, um, it was very neighborhood driven, Sure. which it is out here because, you know, we don't travel very far, um, you know, Pasadena. Uh, it can, it's only twenty minutes, but it could be an hour. And <laughs> a, it can be an hour and a half with traffic. Yeah, but yeah, I think this place um, really forces you to create your own sort of support system. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, and I,
1: and I think it's, if you don't have that, and look, I've had friends that have struggled here, and you know, you really notice the difference. You know, you really go, "Wow!" Like, I some I quite often put myself in the place of where would I be if I come out here as a single man and that you know I'm I'm quite a strong independent guy and that's always been my nature but one thing I have the luxury of is that when I'm shitty or when I'm feeling lonely I can go home to my companion and be like hey yeah. you, you know this is I need that shoulder today because then this city's driving me nuts but if you don't have that and you're you know going back to the trusting and i'm a kid that grew up where you never locked your doors you know you didn't even lock your car doors you left the keys in the car just in case you lost them you know and and my parents still leave their doors unlocked it's kind of like you have really noticed the difference yeah and and australia is very similar to the uk it's very safe place very family is like and i'm not and please be known to listeners listening to this i'm by no means saying that americans don't believe in the value of family because i'm i know they do But what I'm saying is from my experience, I definitely missed my family here more than I have when I was in Australia. Yeah. Um, And like you say, put that support system in place that, you know, people that I've known for a year and a half, two years, and I've entrusted them with everything I would entrust a friend that I've known since I was five or six. Right. So, but that didn't come easy as well. And, you know, I'm I'm not, again, going back to, I try to be the eternal optimist, but that is sometimes there's holes driven in that theory. Sometimes you know when somebody hurts you or somebody disobeys that trust, or you know. And by no means am I perfect. Surely I've made mistakes. I've I've hurt people in the past as well. But it's a very interesting city. But I and I quite often like a couple of people always ask, "Will you stay here forever?" And the answer is, I'm not sure. Like I, I could see a life here, but would I stay here forever? I don't know. I mean, I yeah. wouldn't be against staying here forever, but. I would have to really forge a family here, you know, possibly have kids, do, you know, I wouldn't want to just be a 45-year-old gay man with a lot of cash in my bank. Right. That's not the avenue I want to go down in, in this city, you know. So um, it's interesting, very interesting.
0: you've only lived in america for two years
1: yeah two two and a half we moved here july 19th to two and a half years yeah
0: so why did you come to la and um yeah why did you come to la
1: well look the the short answer is to to act to to chase a dream that i guess we share with many millions of people that live in la um but for me there's a bit more of a reason behind it because my partner is and was at one point a a really had a really great run on tv and uh obviously i'm his biggest fan you know and i but i'm I'm not a biased fan because i'm a really kind of what i'm going to be honest with you if the tape is shit it's shit right if right the scene you put out is crap i'm gonna tell you wait so he was so he was he he did a lot of tv in australia then he did tv in the uk which is where i met him and then uh, went back to australia did some more tv And he just had this like two year drought, man. Like, just really. In Australia. Yeah. And it was really painful to watch. It was like, I had kind of like come out of theatre acting. I'd moved to Australia. Can we hold back? Yeah. Why did you guys. So, you guys met in
0: England. Met in London. Met in London. And then, why did you guys move to Australia?
1: Because we. He had had enough. He'd been in the UK for, I think, five years. And I had met him about three and a half years into that five year stint. He hated the weather. Sure. Oh man, we barely earned next to nothing. Right, We're living paycheck to paycheck, and uh, he got a job back on TV and started doing good money again. And I was on a national theatre tour at the time, and there was just a from memory there was a conversation of like, hey, you know, next time one of us lose a job, why don't we give Australia a shot for twelve months? And he, why Australia? He's Australian. Okay. And he re- and he really wanted to go back. I could feel it. I was like, okay, I, I can tell. You're no longer happy here. So anyway, I he got he got given his notice on the show. He had a new producer, and they met him, and he was like, oh, "I'll find out today if we get renewed." And anyway, he didn't. And uh,
0: and this was in England.
1: This was in Liverpool in England. Yeah, okay. and I said, "Look, I, well, funny you say that because I I'm leaving the show as well. The show that I was on." And next thing you know, he's like packed the boxes, he's booked the tickets, sorted the visa out, and it, this is not my partner. My partner is like the most laid-back human being you have ever met, right? So that's when I sat there and I went, "Well, I, he really wants to go home." So yeah. okay, let's go. And you know, I was a bit reluctant. I didn't really want to go. My mum was super angry at him at the time because he wasn't fully out to his family. His so friends. you were willing to just
0: leave your family. Yeah, and well,
1: I, I, I lived with mum and dad for for near ten years, you know, and I um and I I'd been out the day I moved to London, and he was still wasn't out to his family or his friends, and my mum found that process really painful. In her mind, she went, "You're taking my my baby son away from me." And the youngest of four. Wait, the process. Say that again. What was painful? And for my mum, she was angry at Daniel, my partner, because she went, "Well, he's going to move to Australia, but." your family have no idea that you're a, a gay man be in a relationship and he's going to go and just going to be i guess she was worried you know i guess she was scared that, so yeah
0: you were going with him and yep, his family in australia no didn't, idea. still absolutely didn't know that not. he was gay yep absolutely okay not.
1: so uh and this went on for many years you know and anyway look regardless we moved and and my mom adores him and you know quickly did she learn that you know, I'm a, I'm a, I am was an adult and I, right. you know, I could live and I survived. And I found a really good job in events and that's how I kind of got into events. And,
0: and this was in Australia. This was in Australia okay. and
1: started doing all these great projects, man, like really fun projects. And uh, he had just, his work had just dried up, you know, and it was really hard to watch because like you, you had to work these shitty sales jobs, which he hated, right? Hated. Right. And I could see I'd pick him up or oh, he would pick me up and I could see this guy just really low. And, uh, Is it
0: challenging to be a successful "quote unquote" successful actor in Australia?
1: Um, not, I mean, look, it's a it's a much smaller industry, but equally, there's also a lot less actors, you know. So, in terms of relativity, it's still one of those industries where there's like fifteen percent of that particular industry at work, and the rest are out of work. But you he, you'd already forged a name down there, right? So people knew who he was. He had this profile. And uh, he did really well when he went back. He had these, you know, couple of episodes here and on really good shows. So wasn't really quite sure why there was this dry spell.
0: Right. Remember, the podcast is about you, not your... Of course. Signature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, long story, <laughs> yeah. long, long,
1: long story short. Right? I'll cut this short. He, uh, so ultimately, you guys ended yeah, up coming so to LA. I wanted to make a change for him, right? and And for me as well. And I thought the best thing to do was there was a bit of buzz around him here. I was like let's bring him there. Let's go. Let's go.
0: Why was there buzz and around him? just here? you
1: know, he's this handsome 6 foot 4 Australian, and okay. he's, you know he's, he's had a good run. Generally US casting directors love the Aussies. They're okay. worth work I think is good. He come from one of their bigger shows so they knew the show. And uh, What show was he on? He was on a show called Neighbors. Okay. Um, which is there's two big shows there, Home and Away, Neighbours. He was on the smaller one of the two right now, but um,
0: so he was on a show called Neighbours in Australia. Yes, okay,
1: and uh, so we, I just thought it'd be a nice change. I'd always wanted to live in America. It'd been a dream of mine since I was like young to live here, and uh, and I knew I could get a job here. I knew I could earn money here, I like doing what I do. So for me, doing the event, doing uh, event producing. Yeah, I knew I could do it, and I knew, I knew straight away, I, I we would be fine here. So we moved and um. Look, it really is as hard as everybody says it is. You know, it's mm. there's very few people that have moved here and booked a job and taken off, you know. It's like one in a million. It is
0: one in a million.
1: You know, and you, I've seen some actors, and I know actors that have had amazingly successful careers in the UK, Europe, Australia. But they come here. They and... get nothing. And they go back and they leave and they're bitter and they leave sad, they leave down. Or oh, they leave and go, fuck it, I tried. <laughs> You know? Yeah,
0: and I think it, it, not talking totally, about... But I think it's not about ta- it's never always been about talent. It's clearly there's so many talented people yeah. in whatever craft it is. Of course, now more than ever though, talent has gone to the bottom of the totem pole of what's important, and yeah. it's it's um, your followers who you're banging kill you right? because yeah. like,
1: um, we get briefs through that are like. Don't apply for this job unless you have a hundred thousand followers, yeah. because it's such a marketing stream. Give me the so what's?
0: Give me the example of what's telling you not to apply unless so, you have hundred thousand.
1: You know, there's platforms, as you know, any actor who's listening in will know, is like Actors Access or you know casting networks. And I've seen with my own eyes breakdowns for TV shows or pilots or you know scripted development projects. They'll break the roles down. It'll be like lead mail, sure. brief, and then need 100,000 so followers. It says. Absolutely. You yeah, need a hundred. 100%. And it, wow. It's mind blowing. And it comes back to what you were just saying. Like, And I listen, I've sat in these meetings, and I will mention no names and I'll mention no companies, but it's who's going to be the lead? so-and-so. Why? Well, because his last film in this amount of money but this actor is way more suited to the role but yeah, but this actor has a bigger market money-wise. Right? It's compromised and it's money-driven, right? And that's the way it is and if you let it frustrate you, it will kill you.
0: I guess I can understand when a company like Ford cares about money so much. Yeah. There's a bottom line but when it starts to creep into the creativity world and i, I realize that paramount in miramax or miramax yeah. i don't think is around anymore but um
1: like, you know universal Warner the, Brothers. i get
0: that they all need to make a, a dollar yeah but when it trickles down to the casting agents needing to choose not on talent yeah but on followers and people buy followers all the time so it They didn't necessarily even get those followers because of of who they are, what they do. They could have bought all of their followers. It's just, it's just aggravating.
1: It's really, it's highly frustrating, and you know, I've seen that world in in I've seen that world for what it is because I've had friends that have bought followers, and I worked for a company that did buy followers. Yeah, and we went into a major retailer here in Seattle. And they run an analytics on our social media. And they went, you bought your followers. And I've never seen... Wow, well, so they actually called you guys out. Yeah, and a lot of companies do it now, especially retail. They do this... There's, I'm sure there's many ways to analyze an Instagram account. But yeah. they have technology now that actually can see if you bought followers or not. And And actually, it's common sense. Now I've been shown how to do it. You know, you... I'll never forget this one person that I followed posted this picture that had broken it down into nine tiles. You know where they do that? Mm-hmm. And like, And the nine tiles all had similar sorts of likes, right? Mm-hmm. But one part of this picture might have been like the foot or the heel of the foot that had like 3,200 likes. Right. One was the kneecap. I'm like, why would somebody in their right mind like the kneecap of a picture <laughs> right so and that's kind of what some of the signs you look for but you know just going back to how it's not about talent like I've seen that I've seen that not just through my partner I've seen it through friends I've seen it through through peers and friends of friends and it's really sad and it's really demoralizing because if you look at I mean I could talk for myself I paid 30 40 50, 000 pounds to go to a drama school and study acting where, what has that got me? That's never recouped yeah. itself, you know? And why should some dickhead that's just bought 500,000 followers take precedent over somebody that spent 50 grand on actually a craft? Right. And that's why I'm so obsessed with craft. And I, I I do a lot of, I did a lot of teaching back in Australia around the classics. So Shakespeare, Chekhov, emotional connection stuff. And it was all honed around nurture your craft, man. Whether yeah. that's a painter or whether that's a singer, do your vocal exercises. You know, clean your paintbrushes. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that, sure. that's what makes a, a good actor a brilliant actor.
0: Well, yeah, I think that's why. Really, <clears throat> my point about free time and what you do with like you are you are your free time. Yeah. Now, yeah, and yeah. if you do have a craft or a passion, um, Instagram and social media and our phones is making us think that we need to value that. Yeah. And unfortunately, and it's proven now, it's not about talent anymore. But unfortunately, people are spending very little time on their craft.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Less now more than ever because of the distractions and the obsession with Instagram and, and people getting hired, not on talent, but yeah. because of following. Yeah, yeah. So you guys, I mean we can always spiral down so many different <laughs> tree limbs here but so you guys ultimately made the decision to come to LA yes to, to yes now he he had a I guess did he have a more successful career than you as yeah, an actor oh, but you were always an actor as absolutely. well
1: yeah yeah look out you know and and he's dead his CV's m- m- way bigger than mine now his resume as you call it he is way bigger than mine and you know in saying that he's also eight years older than me but no, you know that's even if I had eight great years, it'd still be hard to catch up. With He's the also TV, much TV. taller than you, He's and much that's, taller, so, much more handsome. Have you, you know? thought
0: about getting a, 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 a surgery? A surgery so, where you were taller. Hey, look,
1: there's nothing wrong with the Welsh <laughs> dwarf, yeah, you know.
0: Um, but so yeah, no, how I is did, yeah. well? How is it going? The last couple? Of, do you have an agent?
1: Yeah, look, for me, I kind of I didn't step back from. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to step back from it. I was kind of forced to step back from it in terms of like. Surviving, you know. Well, did bills. you feel as
0: though because he's more? I don't. It's so weird to see He got more gigs than you. Yes. Did you feel as though one of you needed to get sort of a yes. more nine yeah. to five type Absolutely. of a thing? Yeah.
1: So I always say to myself, I'll go and win the bread for a while, if you like, and let's talk openly and honestly about it. I said I'll go and you know keep the house afloat. You go and chase his dream because, and and you people will say, you know, you meet agents and managers. You haven't got enough credits. Well, he's got enough credits, right? So I was like, right, this is this going to work for you. This formula is going to work for you. And uh, unfortunately, it hasn't worked as well as we wanted it to, right? Um, but fortunately, what has happened is that that breadwinning gig has, has given us a life, yeah. which is great. You know, we travel, we have fun, we work hard for it, but it's given us a flexibility i mean i feel like some days i don't even go into the office because i so don't it's, what is
0: your um you keep talking about the uh, yes. events so what, i'm, what do I'm you an do? event
1: producer i produce events and i, but, and I yeah, what I mean. do you like what kind of events so when i was in australia i was doing like the australian grand prix and big kind of corporate galas um big public sort of uh not festivals they were big retail stores launching christmas you know so big public parades and and then here I do mostly, just because of which city we're in, mostly film premieres, um, TV stuff, TCA, television critic awards. I just burst you know, I that love it. Awesome. I love it. It was the shock. <laughs> I've never done that before. you like, how many things do you do, Mark? <laughs> I loved it. Um, <laughs> so
0: how do, um, I mean, do you work for a company or is it your yeah, own look, company? I know,
1: I, I, I freelance. I've con- been contracting for a company for nearly two years. Um, and what that does is that, not only pays me a, a great income, it, it gives me the flexibility to put my foot on the brakes when I want. I'm right. not on salary and I don't have any of those benefits. Everything that I do is done for myself, you know, health insurance and all that sort of stuff. Well, and, let's
0: talk about an event. Yes. Um, just, just give well, me, I, give look, me a, I have a great one. I have such
1: a current one to talk about right now, well, based on what we're talking about is well, I'm designing this Playboy exhibition, right? And, uh, what does
0: that, what do you mean a Playboy ex- so exhibition? So there's a
1: new space in the renovated Beverly Center, which is a gallery. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a gallery museum exhibition space. And right now there's a Muhammad Ali exhibition in there that has been in there for 90 days. Anyway, this particular client uh, approached me and I won the gig for the company that I work for. And now I'm designing a Playboy exhibition based on the history and story of Playboy.
0: No, Being uh, a gay man, I think you're perfect for the job. Of course, of course. <laughs> and
1: why would I not be? But in, in honesty, in absolute honesty, it's I've, it's killed me. It really is. Yeah. It's really tested my limits in terms of my mental capacity to cope with just... A lot. So know, what do like, you need to do? So like- everything. So I design, I design it from the ground up. So obviously I'm given the walls, that's the structure, right? And it's just a blank canvas. They give me some, some ideas and then I put those ideas into a narrative and I design it and I pull different images from their archives. Do they give you footage. the images they to give work me, with? They give me access to their archives. Okay. So then I go through folder by folder, you know, the bunnies, the covers, the bedroom, the grotto. And I look at what I like and I look at what they've given me and I merge it and design it and spread it out and get it rendered by a 3d designer and i take it to them which i did today funny enough i, I presented it to them today and uh they love it they, there's a few, obviously a few changes right but my point being is it's so relevant because what we're talking about is this the fight that that man had to give people the freedom of speech yeah And I'm not sure he ever would have done it and he'd known what it would have come to from a technological point of view, right? So, and of course he did. I mean, he died recently, right? He died at 91 years old, I think he was. And of course he would have seen Instagram. And of course he would have seen Facebook. Would he have used it? I have no idea. But... You know, and this is the common mistake or not common mistake. That's the wrong phrase. I knew nothing about Playboy besides the fact that you could see tits if you opened the centerfold. Right. Right. And I said that today in the presentation and they were killing themselves. I've already won the job. And I said, what I've loved about this process is going on a journey of a man that everybody just sees in a red gown with beautiful women around him. Right. But that was a complete opposite to what Playboy is even about. Playboy started, he wanted to give, you know, civil rights a voice and African-American artists and illustrators and, you know, political figures a voice. And then he wanted to, you know, we broke it down into sections of like freedom, freedom of pleasure, sexual freedom. You know, he wanted to, there's something called the kitchen movement. I mean, I could could really bang on about this all day, you know, where black African-American performers and and workers used to have to enter through the kitchen door. That was a rule, Mm -hmm. right? That was a rule. And Hugh Hefner changed that. He allowed them to enter through the front door. So it's called the Kitchen Movement. And then, you know, he started the Alex Haley interviews with, you know, uh, Malcolm X and Miles Davis and Sammy Davis Jr. and and Martin Luther King. So he really did push the boundaries and give African-Americans a voice in a mainstream publication. You know, it went from getting 500, 200,000 circulation in its first month to 7.2 million circulation at its highest point. Right every month you know that's a magazine and and what upsets me about print is it's a dying art form you yeah. know like even now the circulation's down to a million or under a million i think and it's all digital and it's like they give me a copy of this month's issue and it's been nothing but joy flicking through it because it's like wow i've actually forgot what a magazine was yeah um because would i pay 20 bucks for a magazine now i would just get it online yeah so but back to my point is you know it, you know, talking about all the people and how I love their stories, they fought for something. I wonder now if you could sit with those fighters, how they would feel about the freedom they've given to certain voices. Right. You know, whether they would possibly, possibly regret a little bit pushing so much liberation into certain spaces. But, you know, we're never going to get the answer from that. But I will say, you know, if you are listening and you want something interesting to go and see i make no money from it i get paid my fee separately go down right. and check it out it's an, it's such a mind-blowing story um and one that i will, when does it start there it opens opens on february the 7th okay cool i'll give you a little invite to the opening ends we'll go down we'll have a beer but it, it's cool. really it's really interesting and uh i you know and back to just it, again it plays into what we're talking about with printer technology like yeah. the motives of advertising are so different now
0: yeah and i was even thinking about the photos in a Playboy magazine, like I almost feel like they're not as valuable now. Yeah. Because everybody... It's almost like... Uh, and don't... I mean, this goes back to L.A. and you guys coming out here, but I don't want to forget about that original question. It almost feels like we value people who take off more of their clothes. Yeah. And that's happened in the yoga industry you know i i bang on Aloe yoga sometimes because all they're posting primarily um and even and just be, and i only bring up Aloe yoga because i work in yoga yeah but all these companies i mean you know uh, everybody's trying to get attention um but playboy was a professional um publication yeah. that knew what they were doing when it came to posting nudity and they did it in a way that um There was a reason behind it all. It all made sense. It was done tastefully. We're all... It's almost like we're valuing extreme... You have to be extreme. Aloe Yoga has to post these um, incredible, insane photos. um, Yoga teachers have to post basically completely naked or half naked to stand out. I, I don't know... (laughs) <laughs> what what makes sense yeah, anymore? Yeah, yeah. And I guess my point back to Playboy. I just thought it was interesting that I'm wondering. I don't. I don't really look at the magazine anymore. But I wonder what if I'm sure they've had to change their their. And you probably know better than I because you've been researching it. But I'm sure they've. Well, everybody, every newspaper, every magazine has changed and gone digital because people just don't read or look at magazines anymore or look at New York Times.
1: It's crazy. I don't know. It's It's crazy. It's just changed so much. It's a really different process now. And one thing that I... Love and and it's it's really is a joy to me and it's a joy that I will never ever let go of is reading a physical book right yeah I don't don't do digital books I still buy them or I still still hold them who sits on a Kindle loads (laughs) of people listening probably but I there's something about and I only ever read when I'm on vacation unless I'm doing something work related and I have to read but it's something about getting that cover bent or wet in the page or just, yeah. you know, there's something romantic about it. And like, or, you know, I bought, I lent a book to a friend recently the middle section had come out. I was like, oh, there, there's that book. Like, have a good time. Um, but again, going back to old people's story, and sorry, old people's probably- yeah, You're back. really obsessed with old no, people. I am, because it, it's like <laughs> the reading a book. These things, my fear is, is that, like I always assimilate everything to my what my little nephew will experience, right? Who's four years old what's the world going to be like when he's 70 years old? Yeah. Are people going to still read books? Are, are old people still going to tell stories, you know? Because when I'm 90, I'm going to be telling stories about, oh, hey, one day I sat and did this podcast with this great guy. I and mean, that's going to be the norm. Yeah. Whereas what about the time you got lost? You had no map. You had you, the phones didn't exist, and you spent two days walking. You thought you were going to die. That's a story, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of, it, relativity because it's, it's becoming even smaller because our world is becoming bigger but more scrutinized. If that makes sense, if that even makes sense. like no,
0: it does make sense.
1: It's a, it's a really scary thing. And, and it's like the only analogy I can give you is when you sit there and think about flying on an airplane. If you think about it too much, you'd never board a plane, you know? Yeah.
0: So I want to talk a little bit more about yeah. And then um, I think maybe about a couple more questions, and then mm-hmm. and then we'll be halfway done.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> we that's the first hour of six. six again, Mark,
0: Mark could just talk. Um, when, you actually probably you must talk in your sleep because you just you need to keep talking.
1: Do you know? What? I feel it's interesting because do you know what? I feel like maybe this has been a conversation that I've been waiting to have for a while because people don't talk like this anymore yeah in fact you when you asked me to do a podcast i've never done a podcast yeah i mean it have been in radio interviews but they've been live radio interviews well know?
0: it's interesting i i've never listened to podcasts and i only started listening a few months ago because um i wanted to see if if i wanted to make sure what i'm doing is better yeah, yeah. um because you know it's a competitive thing yeah. and people you know i'm a singer so i i always had a good voice yeah um I'm into music so obviously I'm going to do some production and throw some music in and edits and so I know what I'm doing sonically and everything sounds great but you know some people suggested ultimately I didn't listen to them that you know you should make the podcast shorter under an hour
1: yeah
0: um I know it's asking a lot of people to and people aren't going to listen to this all in one sitting yeah um I just passed like 2,000 downloads in a few months so it's pretty good that's awesome man I think the point is, is that we don't talk like this anymore. We don't. And I want, so I I started, I wrote a book last year and I finished it. Um, I now have to, I gave it out to friends and now I have to make some edits over the next couple months. So things I saw online, a lot of writers I read and follow and a lot of agents want writers that, you know. Are outspoken or have a stronger online presence. And yeah. because I'm kind of anti-Instagram, although I use it, I thought, why don't I try a podcast? Because it'll allow people to hear my point. Because people yeah. want to know what writers think. Yeah, you know, yeah. writers create the dialogue. Yeah. They create discussion. And I want to create conversation mm-hmm. and i want to create some deeper thinking yeah. beyond i like your photo yeah and i think instagram and facebook have changed the way we value our lives and by them adding just like it's it's kind of fucked everything up yeah because yeah, we yeah. are obsessed with likes <laughs> that is all that matters yeah having a a, a uh, intimate, deep conversation with somebody, it rarely happens. And they say that you really start to to connect with the conversation once you hit the 10-minute mark. Yeah. We never hit that mark anymore. Matt, it's so, so true. Um, but and, and,
1: It's so true. I mean, we're going to hit the 10-hour mark on this one. Yeah, which is, so, it's the
0: goal. So um, I guess to end here, so I mean, I could have... So you made it to Los Angeles. I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So there's obviously now. Are you bumming out that you're not making it as an actor right now? Or, or I'm sure um, creatively though, you're obviously involved with a lot of artists putting together these events. I mean,
1: creatively, or creatively right now, I'm, I'm near exhaustion, and it's the first second week of the. year. Um, I mean, and I say that with, you know, with joy. Right. I, I mean, I get this creatively sucked out of me every week. I mean, just today I sat in the boardroom full of twenty people. And it was just you know why why this design why this room why this color why this shade why this story, and there's a reason behind everything. A placed in that seven rooms, um, so look I'm, yeah, the answer is yes and no. Well, you I I, I I typed
0: you in online and you know I saw you singing, I saw you in a show. Yeah. So I mean, are, are this I mean, is the thing? Are you feeling though? Although you you came here. I mean, your, your husband does more acting than you and you're involved in these events. But are you feeling, though, you want to put something aside or events so you can pursue more of your thing?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think this, you know, last year I, I kind of come out of the blocks really strong. I, I flew back from Australia and I was really frustrated. I was like, wow, I need to make some changes. And what I do really well is when I want to do something, I go and do it, right? So, like, I, get, I got back and I made all these changes in my life. And I was like, wow, these are really good. But again, they become changes that were not geared towards what I originally came here for. So I had a little reset mid-year and I was like, cool, like ride this out. You, you're doing well. And uh, instead of, and that's why I just declared, you know, I, I've given up making resolutions because I, whenever I make them, they ultimately fail, right? And, uh, and it's not because I'm shit and sticking to my word or I just find what human beings these days do. And especially my experience is you put it out there. And people challenge it to the point of failure. And I will give you the perfect example. About six months ago, I wanted to become sober, right? It was a goal of mine to not drink for 12 months. Okay. Not because I'm an alcoholic, not because I suffer with that behavior on alcohol. I love a red wine. I collect red wines, or at least I've started to. And it's something I'm interested in, right? Um,
0: (laughs) It sounds like a... (laughs) <laughs> what an alcoholic says Denies to, it. To, yeah
1: well look interesting enough I went to I went to AA right and I'm I'm more than comfortable speaking about it uh, because I never got in a situation where I was found on the curb covered in vomit. I mean look I made some a few silly mistakes you know I might have drunk a bit too much sometimes and never turned up to class but you know that was probably the biggest <laughs> one um but I just got to a point in my life where going back to the Thing you said earlier, there's not enough time in a day, right? So if you go out, if you work all day and then you're gonna have a few beers, but one beer too many, and then you lose your fuzzy edit in the morning, but the time your body kicks in, it's midday. Before you know it, it's six o'clock, you've lost the whole day. And I just got tired of that, you know, and I be I become unproductive and I become a workhorse on my own demands. I was like working, 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 and as as much as my bank account looked great. My happiness just depleted. And mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, I, I, people say, were you depressed? I, I don't know. I, I, do, I can't answer that. I mean, I, I, I don't think I was depressed. I think I might have suffered a little bit of lowness. But needless to say, I, I wanted to stop drinking. So I declared it. I said, guys, I'm going to AA. I'm going to try and stop How drinking. long ago was this? This was probably June, July of last year. Okay, so this was in, this was this was in yeah, LA. This was recent, yeah. Because
0: everybody in and, LA goes to like AA, all, so it makes sense yeah, to me. I mean,
1: me. The, am- <laughs> the amount of people I saw that I knew, I was like, whoa, I never knew this. That's yeah, the thing to do. Yeah. yeah. But man, do you know what? The minute I declared it was the minute every friend wanted to go for a beer. And it's like, why? It's like, why? I've just told you.
0: So wait, even after you told them, yeah. they then would suggest it, it, going it, to it, get it, a beer?
1: It, not even so much to suggest. It would be this conversation, right? You'd be sat at the restaurant. They'll order, order a glass of wine. And, Do you want a glass of wine? Why ask that question? You know that I'm trying my utmost best to stay off this. I asked this you year. for a beer tonight, yeah. but, but uh, I didn't realize no, that no, but, you... but the, the, the ear gone. Like I, this yeah. was months ago. Like I, right. I decided so just, that, it didn't take, and this is what it didn't take. And this <laughs> is what, this is where I come back to, and this is my goal this year is to to practice a bit more balance you know like i don't have to go out and cane it on the wine and then fuck up my day and fuck up everybody else's day the next day because i'm incompetent of answering emails i can go out and have two three glasses of wine and I can go home and sleep and i don't get up and teach
0: yeah
1: and that's and sometimes that's hard sometimes you get that third glass of wine and all your friends are staying out i just remind myself it's getting harder every time i go out it's getting harder every year i get older to recover and it's like man I don't want to stand in front of 36 people and teach when I feel like absolute bollocks you know it's like so and going back to my point
0: is well it's interesting that you brought this up when I asked you about is there something creatively that you're wanting like I mean you're doing these creative things with events but I don't, I don't. know. I just. It's interesting that you brought this up when I was asking you if, if what creatively yeah, you wanted well, to do. Yeah, I think your
1: question was, you know, you're a bit bummed that you're, you're oh, not being right. active, right? I think that was a question, and and we got onto this, and we talked about, you know, how I am being creative and how I, I get a chance to release that. And then we talked about how I, I want to change a few things this year, but in a different way, right? So mm-hmm. you know we got back to to work, and everybody's like, oh, "So what's your New Year's resolution?" And I just went, "I'm not telling you, right? That's <laughs> my secret." And I'll make these changes when I want and as I want and how I see fit. And if you're part of that, that's cool. If you're not, there's nothing to do with you. Do you
0: want? Ideally, what do you want to? I, what, what do you want two years from look, now?
1: I think this 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 year is about finding new management. I dropped my manager. Uh, November of last year, I was with her for two years. She become very complacent, and rightly so. I be- become just as complacent as her. You know, my biggest fe- my biggest hate is when actors get on oh, a manager's shit. You've got to work just as much as they do, right? Mm-hmm. Give them content, give them something to talk about, give them new pictures, give them fitness shots, give them you know, give them you know, hey, you know, give them writing even. So that's what this year is about: is going okay. Stop blaming people around you, mm-hmm. and actually, if you're going to do something, do something. So. My little plan, my little master plan is I'm trying to cut my work down as of February. I go home for a wedding in February, in, Mar- in, May, in March. The training mate work or the event work? The training mate work is a joy. So um, you, the event okay. work, yeah. So, And just in the fact that, you know, I'll just give you an idea. I, I'll probably work by Sunday 75 hours just for events plus my 12 hours of training mate in one week, right? Yeah. And, and that's a particularly busy week. But then I'll work some hours. I have the ability to work some hours 10 weeks, 20, 20 hours a week, 10 hours a week. So that's what I'm going to try and do as part of that responsibility. My other half of the yin-yang being done is now to take on more responsibility, bringing in money, right? And that's, right. that's a relationship. And that's what we just talked about. I don't know if the mic was on or not, but it's work and it's finding it's finding that balance that gives you the ability to get your needs and him the ability to get his needs or her needs or whatever. And that for us now has become, we can both do our acting thing, right? But we just need to find balance. We don't need to be going out and spending stuff that we don't have, you know. Yeah. And And that thousand dollar savings that was for a rainy day to do something nice, we want to spend four hundred of that on dinner because we got drunk, you know. Oh, right. And I feel like a lot of people do that in the city, you know. I feel like I have a lot of friends that are going, oh yeah, the first two years, it oh, was a waste of two years. It's like that's a common thing I hear in LA particularly. Yeah. And I don't know why that is right because technically. It's just another city. Um,
0: Yeah, I'm trying. It's weird. When I moved out here, it was for college. So I probably had that to help me focus. Mm. But I think when you come out here, 25, 22, 30, 35, to quote unquote make it or pursue acting or being a musician, because I didn't. I was always a musician. I started playing piano when I was three. But the main reason I came out here was to go to school. Yeah. Ultimately, I ended up staying because, um, I mean, a variety of reasons. But I, I just connected with it out here. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I had, you know, I was just really sick back home in Ohio with with um, RA. And to me, this place represented, um, I guess, a new start and yeah. health. Yeah. It was also kind of a shitty time, though, because the, the early, mid-90s, Rodney King, earthquakes, fires, um, yeah. it, it was kind of a shitty city. Yeah. So the city you see out here now, it's, it's, it's like it's so amazing out here yeah. right now. This place I freaking love.
1: And that's one um, thing I do love. That's one thing I absolutely adore about this city, right, is that the majority of people that live here will train at least once a day. You know, and yeah. I have some friends that train three, four times a day. But you I do what once train. train, train. So I have friends that train three, four times yeah. a day. Yeah, just I love that aspect of pushing the health boundaries, pushing the fitness boundaries, and it certainly happens in this city. You know, that's one thing that I will give it is yeah. There's between class past as you will know there's probably access to what I God knows thirty, forty, fifty, sixty different studios. Oh yeah, you know plus 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 plus. So that's one thing I like out here. Yeah. I love the climate. But yeah, it's just very interesting. There's certain things that I... It's almost... You could almost compare it to an algorithm of a city. Like, I don't know why the algorithm here is what it is, which is come here, lose structure, chase a dream, spend a lot of money, lose more structure, and then leave. And I feel like I know a load of people who have done that. And and you're still
0: committed to... You still want to be a successful actor?
1: I would. i would absolutely love to be. And do by successful, you...
0: yeah. And I. Def, it's funny. I. I define success differently as an artist. You know, yeah. successful is not being on Famous. television, it's paying the bills through yeah. what you do and love. And... Yeah, but it's also getting better at your craft every day. Mm-hmm. It's it's doing something every day that could hopefully inspire you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. spending an hour reading or if you're a guitar player on your craft and it's funny and we'll end the second we'll end the interview the way that you were describing the issue you have potentially with alcoholism yeah. and how one can turn into two into four and then it's and then before you know it um, you're you know you're wasted you're hungover you ruin the next day I, in this weird sort of way that is actually what i think happens when you stare at instagram
1: yeah it's a it's a chain reaction before you right? know it yeah
0: 20 minutes 30 four minutes four an hour has passed York, 4 hours yeah.
1: i'll never forget the day 4 hours i was like are you fucking kidding me how in this god's world have i been on instagram for 4 hours yeah. i was working i was at the vent <laughs> yeah so you know and something you said just triggered my memory and i thought it was a wonderful thing and i was watching a documentary called in fact, ironically, this is, yeah, this is so bad. I was watching something called Insta Famous, right?
0: Yeah, and there's one on called American Meme on, on Netflix. American, right? I see, yeah, right? I, I watched a bit of it. maybe yeah. anyway,
1: there's this weightlifter on Insta Famous, and he said something that I actually really like him for saying it, because I was like, man, your fucking life sucks, because all you do is... Entertain this notion of people liking pictures to get money, right? Yeah. So I was like, "That's a really sad, twatish thing to do." And he was like showing all the things that he did, like he laid a thousand mouse traps down, and he was cartwheeling and somersaulting through them. And I'm like, "Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Why?" But he did say, he said, you know, he gets pissed off at the fitness industry because. People moan and find it hard and whinge and get aggressive. He's like, it's a privilege that your body can move in such a way. Yeah. And you might resonate with this given, you you know, with your arthritis is to be able to do what we do and run and walk and lift and press and do yoga and cycle and spin. There are some people that that's the only thing they want is to get out of a wheelchair and walk 10 meters, right? And so I was training the other day at Studio City at 6 a.m. in the morning, which I hate training that early. But I just reminded myself, I thought, this is a privilege. The fact that my body can do this and I can push really hard. I'm going to stop taking that for granted.
0: Yeah.
1: And one day that movement's going to get harder. So I'm just going to enjoy the fact that I can really sweat and really release those endorphins. You know,
0: I think this is the perfect way to end. I think that's why I respond with training mate the most because because of my history. I'm not. Yeah, I want to stay healthy. I eat well. I want to feel like this fifty, sixty years from now. I know it's not possible, but as close as I can. Yeah. I think I resonate the most with training mate because it's about having fun. And it's about, for some reason, I just, I feel lucky that I'm able to just go there, have a good time, but also do something where I'm, I know I'm doing something good for my body. People aren't yelling at me. I mean, it's, it's loud. The music's playing. Um, there for whatever reason of all the studios, Um, i'm most grateful for that place because it's made it feel fun yeah and in and there's a community uh it doesn't take itself too seriously (laughs) um all the things that i think we do unfortunately we take silly things seriously um yeah i i just i think um it's it's just been i'm i'm so glad in a weird sort of way i thought i felt lost because the thing that i turned to every day was yoga yeah. that was the thing that and swimming yeah. cuz doctors for years told me that's really all i should do yeah, yeah. um so i just feel lucky that i got to a place I'm, i feel lucky that i burnt out on <laughs> even though i love yoga i love teaching yoga yeah. it's great to allow people the because it's a vulnerable thing of course um that's the thing i th- i think yoga is a little bit more vulnerable than going to oh, a hit studio yeah, yeah so there's a because as a teacher i really feel like i there's a responsibility yeah i mean you i actually want to ask you this and then i'll let you go has anything terrible happened at the studio where like holy shit somebody hurt themselves uh, yeah, or you yeah, know
1: i've had a few i've had a few i got um look you know what it, it's I've had a few crazy ones i had a uh, a woman that came in and it was her first session and every time I say this hey do you have any injuries no 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 she said no no injuries it was an upper body day it was a Thursday and uh she's like three stations three exercises in and I can see her really struggling and I'm like hey are you okay Mm -hmm. and the friend went oh no she's fine she just got a broken collarbone (laughs) and I just my George just dropped the floor. I said, I, I see you you've got to come with me. And I, I pulled her out and I said, Look, you know what? I don't mean to upset you, but you cannot be in that studio. And she was so confused. She's like, Why? I'm like, You've got a broken collarbone. I'm like, I'm happy to give you your first free session back. Yeah. But you got to leave, right? Like I, I'm here to take care of you. My responsibility as a certified trainer is to make sure that you ain't risking anything to yourself or harming yourself. And right now you are exactly doing that. Yeah. And then I had, um, I had a, a woman that, and a really lovely woman. This, we go back to vulnerability. She was extremely vulnerable because she wasn't used to fitness. She hadn't done a lot of it. She was a mum that had, Decided that it was time to get fit, right? And she wasn't she wasn't fat, she wasn't thin, if you want to say that. She was just a perfectly normal human being. And uh, she pulled her back really bad, really bad. And she's laying there on the floor in the middle of the class. And I'm like, fuck, you know, what? how do I deal with this properly, you know? Yeah. And like, I didn't want to stop the class. And then people look in and she's moaning and going, oh, and I'm like, stay there, stay there, stay there. And then she just gets up and I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Anyway, needless to say, we took care of it all the right way. You know, we we got our forms filled out. We called an ambulance for her. Yeah. And she was fine. She was fine. It, you know, it was just a, a case of... And that's the hard thing with hip training sometimes, you know, is that... Well,
0: like, I, I will say the one downfall, and I I don't really have any gym experience. And that was kind of the reason why I, um, I kind of had messed up... Um, oh, actually, I pinched a nerve in my neck a few years ago, which is why it wasn't... I mean it was te- it was terrible yeah um i i can't begin to tell you the pain and um i also tweaked my lower back a couple of years ago so i the first few months i started doing these classes i never picked up heavy weights yeah i mean like and it I, the one drawback with these types of classes, I do feel like you kind of need to know a little bit what you are yeah, doing because yeah. you could hurt yourself. That attention
1: to detail. You know, when you have forty people in there, it's tough, and that's that's where and that's where the now this is a really good point because that's where people get training it wrong. They're like they see these fun, bouncy, jumpy, energetic <laughs> yes. videos. But you know we're all trained, and we're all trained to to watch forty people. And believe it or not, it the more you do it, the easier it gets. So, what are you
0: looking for when e- you, uh, everything?
1: Be- you know, you immediately, and it's easier to spot because it stands out like a sore thumb. So, right? I
0: mean, are you looking for people hurting themselves? People, people and-
1: doing people's forms wrong. Yeah. People deadlift the most common exercise. I gotta say, do. I don't
0: really like doing deadlifts. Yeah, people because, do them wrong all the I, time. You know, I'd rather do something else yeah, than a deadlift yeah.
1: because it seems so easy it's just so people a lot of people do that wrong a lot of people row a bit incorrectly a lot of people just generally don't like lifting is so crucial that you lift the right way right yeah and regardless and this is this is the human mind and this is probably a really good thing is our ability to concentrate now is so minimal right and so you guys like, go through the, the oh, intro at the man, beginning we, really I, fast I, I, myself Milti Gibbo some of us whiz through it right because let's be fair you're there for 45 minutes the worst thing is they're watching a 12 to 15 minute demo everybody starts to yeah, lose that energy nobody wants to
0: pay attention but to that
1: but in that in that being said it's kind of a catch 22 because I could spend 10 minutes and I could show you the movement 5 to 6 times you're going to switch off I could whiz through in two minutes and show yeah. you the moments You're going to switch off, right? So we do the best we can. I and, agree. I and, mean, and I think some people are just never going to listen. And it's always the ones that talk while you're demoing right. that are the first ones that, A, injure themselves, or be go, hey, well, what are we doing again?
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah, that's highly frustrating, you know? It's part of what we do and it's part of our service to be like, hey, of course, I'm going to show you, you know, it's all about safety, but... Man, fuck it! It's it's annoying. Yeah, it's annoying, you know. But yeah. um yeah. I, so
0: you are you actually are certified? <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I mean, I, I dodgy certified. I drove out to Arizona and paid some guy to sign a certificate. No, I actually, I, I was actually be, I was certified when I was like seven, 18. Okay. Yeah. So had you,
0: were you a trainer before training me? Yeah. Yeah. I used to okay. teach at a
1: gym called Soa Gyms, and I was a fitness instructor. So okay. basically, I was you're one level below a personal trainer. And so you would come in and I, you would be assigned to me to yeah. kind of do an induction and just if you know some different levels, give you one or two free sessions. Yeah. And then. Well, there
0: uh, is a, and I catch this being a yoga teacher, you know, when you're in front of a room, you know people elevate you yeah and, oh, God, and yeah. they they think that you're um that you know everything yeah. that God, you've yeah. seen everything yeah. and the reality yeah. is is yeah. that i don't yeah of and course I, even though you Absolutely. i'm a certified yoga teacher even oh, though God, you're a certified yeah. trainer um and because you know you market i mean training mate markets themselves that you know it's fun quick yeah. get in and out get your workout yeah, yeah, yeah. in but still you can get injured and same with yoga you can i mean the classes i teach are strong flow um but i i try to warm up people's bodies slowly yeah. i try to pay attention to detail yeah, yeah. because here's my point and we'll close here because we could talk for hours
1: totally, it's 11 a.m <laughs> hey, um...
0: i think awareness is the, is the theme and yeah. subconsciously of the show yeah our awareness of what we really think and how we really feel is getting diluted by information, photos, expectations, responsibilities. We lose who we really are yeah. And so I mean training mate obviously wants to sell a fun quick workout. And that's, but everybody's doing that because time is value, yeah. valuable. But, you know, we go in and we think, oh, we can do this or we can go that or, or do that or our bodies are capable of this or that. And we need to slow down. Yeah. And, and although I, I understand why all these studios are doing this and in, in wanting us to get a quick workout, and even yoga classes now used to be much longer than they are now, um, it's important to slow down. and have a conversation talk to you maybe not in the middle of class but afterwards like hey you know that was great but i'm sure you i'm sure you're willing to go up to somebody after and be like oh you know you should do that a different way or something
1: of course and we you know most of us stick around after class you know unless we have to rush off for something which is very rare we stick around and we're at that counter and we say goodbye and how are you and great job and course anybody that comes up to me and i'm the, i'm always a firm believer in if somebody asks you a question don't lie just say look do you know what? i actually don't know like, <laughs> right and that's what i just say just
0: yeah. freaking google don't ask yeah me. just google it yeah just <laughs> ask, ask siri <laughs> siri's the best
1: um you yeah. know no i really do believe that you know is that but i think going back to your point of what this whole thing has come back to it is awareness it's awareness of what's happening around us how we use that how we avoid that in certain ways you know like and that relates to everything time technology conversation human beings the you know just chatting tonight and and it's actually made me think man i need to do more of this because yeah, yeah we could we could I and mean, we could talk for 5 6 hours well
0: i think what's what the point is what's fascinating is that people every week when somebody comes on um they're blown away mm. and i think it's because they it's almost like it's a floodgate that opens it's like holy yeah. shit i actually haven't talked like this. like this for a few years yeah. i yeah. i because i don't do it anymore nobody really asks me these questions yeah. um or nobody actually makes me feel like they're listening of course because they're looking at their phone yeah, yeah. or we go out to dinner and i'll look around and people aren't really talking I'm anymore their so this this it's opening up floodgates. People don't talk. It, it's so it's so multidimensional what's yeah. going on, and um, I I forgot my point.
1: <laughs> We're talking about awareness. And- yes, awareness.
0: Yeah. And and I, th- I I think this. Should, but there was something else that you asked me. And of course, I'm going to listen back and I'm going to remember. But. Um, Somehow I was. I started talking about Jeez. the podcast and yeah, no, conversation. Like we could talk for hours. Yeah, you know,
1: like, and we could. And that's the. I think oh, what, you, you yeah. were you
0: were talking about like you haven't talked like this yeah. for a long time, and it's making you think about yeah. you know your life and and how you don't really talk much, yeah. um, or I, you don't have these I, types of conversations, yeah. which I get. And can we all sit down every day and have a three-hour, two-hour conversation? Of, of course, course not. not. But there are things that you can do, whether it's twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Where you can set aside everything and, and focus just and engage. talk and yeah. engage. And yeah. I, I just I don't think we're doing that. I agree. So, I agree.
1: And you know, and I think the drive home for me will be realizing that in these three hours that we've talked, nothing major has changed. You no. know, that device that sat to the left of me, which is my telephone, it, there's not been a national emergency. I'm right. still here. I'll go outside. If there's a few emails, I have to deal with that, I'll deal with it. Well, the
0: world wants you to think that there's an yeah. emergency that's just about to happen or that you have yeah. to pay attention or you, or you're, or, and then it, and Fox news or all these has also created this problem. They make, and so when you get that text or the vibration of the phone, it's like, you have to respond yeah. and you don't. Yeah. So, um, I think I could, we'll end it there. So but let's, <laughs> but let's, 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 let's um, talk about you one last time Mark pronounce your last name Molkahi Molkahi yeah perfect can be found on Instagram I can it's just Mulcahy, Mar- yeah, but just, you have to sp- it's M-A-R-C it's
1: it's just uh, uh, you don't even know how to spell your it's just, it's last name do you it's, no but you have to sp- because okay so no, it's it, uh, it's M-M-U-L-C-A-H-E-Y that's it M-Molkahi
0: M-Molkahi it's a smoking Instagram M-U-L-C-H-E-Y, Check M-U-L-C-H-E-Y. It out. Uh, it's. Um, I, I was actually petrified to see. It's actually a relatively normal Instagram. Hey,
1: I'm a foodie. I'm a whiny. I love traveling. Um, I'm a big animal lover. You know, there's the odd naked shot on there, but take, yeah, it, in, isn't it? take exactly. it in and take
0: it in exactly. And your yeah. u you porn account is. is yeah, you, I'll keep that one private. Right. Can... Um, so okay, so he can be found at training mate. Yes, training um, mate,
1: Santa Monica, Studio City. Are you going to be teaching in Santa Monica? Yeah, yeah, you I yeah, uh, now and again.
0: Well, I really appreciate you coming on. The thing that is, connects to Instagram, I've always trusted my instinct yeah. Yeah. and like that inner voice. And important? behind the the showmanship yeah. of your um, classes class, and, sessions. Yeah. and I picked up on it more recently with Luke. I picked up on it with you before Luke, but I've I felt that there was um, depth yeah. and artistry in you, and Thank that's you. why I and I picked up on it recently with yeah. Luke yeah um,
1: he's a decent bloke that guy no I really human feel, being. so
0: that's why I asked you to be on the show yeah thank and you and I despite the fact that the West Hollywood Chamber of Commerce forced, forced me to have you, have you okay, on man. I was like well thank
1: you West Hollywood <laughs> Chamber of Commerce well the
0: Dower <laughs> Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast I appreciate Mark you coming on this, you. this episode um, and again more conversation Is really one of the goals of the show. And um, till next time, I'll I'll be back next week with um, Logan. That's right, Logan, the owner of Meathead Barbecue. But for now, again, thanks so much for listening, taking the time, and um, I'll 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 speak to you next week.